2: We came, we saw, we kicked it down.
1: You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples.
2: That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will
1: listen to every damn word I have to say!
0: This is the Mike Rutherford
2: Show on the big X.
1: Just motor hits, geek bloods, Wasteoids, dweebies. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right.
0: All right. All right, all right, all right. All right. Welcome to everybody. It is Friday, December 9th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you as always from the UofL College of Business Studios. We are live on 1450 AM, 961 FM. Streaming all over the land, you know it better as The Big X. Very excited to end the week, what has been a, I mean, eventful week to say the least. We're on from 3 to 6 today. You can always text us on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. We'll be taking your thoughts. Maybe some more text uh, today since yesterday was a, 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 a TK and Mike heavy show where we gave our thoughts for a large portion and then the last hour was pretty much almost entirely the Jeff Brom introductory press conference so if you guys have thoughts that you want to get out today text us at 502-414-1450 and then while you're at it download that refreshing rewards app it's going to save you money at the pump or inside at one of the 103,612 area Thornton's locations there's that many of them for a reason they know what they're doing they're great um it's been a big football week. TK's got his Eagles shirt on. He's ready for the weekend. He's already he's he's on to the NFL now. He's got he's gotten everything he wanted this week. First of two big games against the Giants this Sunday night ca- Sunday afternoon. Excuse me. I think the karma question becomes because now we know we have the Dalai Lama on our side. We do. Greg Fisher finally did something the fourteenth Dalai Lama. He, the fourteenth. We we established. I don't know that how yesterday. I'm gonna ever remember. I'm never probably going to forget that. The things that you do remember, it just it blows. <laughs> <on>. You <laughs> couldn't remember a, a, a stat that I'd said five seconds earlier, but the Dalai Lama stat from yesterday.
2: Just stuck with you. You should you have should seen my uh, fr- uh, freshman uh, algebra, pre-algebra teacher. I believe it. She, he, was, he was blown away by the same stuff. You're an enigma. So
0: we, we've got karma on our side for the first time in a long time. You specifically have good karma going. The question now becomes, the Eagles have been so good with everything else in your world just on flames. Does this now, is there some sort of counter effect now that we've got Brom home football? Is, is, the vibes are good. Do the Eagles now just start tanking? No, I think it, it,
2: it's the, the football vibes in general in my life are what's all good
0: because I'm feeling kind of the reverse thing going on now. Like all my me, bad,
2: meanwhile, like my, my my favorite collegiate basketball team, my NBA team
0: sucks. We don't need to talk basketball. Okay? <laughs> so, uh, we've got like, <laughs> no. all my like because now my pro sports teams have sucked forever, and we suddenly have the five and seven Lions, who second are the, place in the division, the first team in history to be a five and seven team that is a favorite over a ten and two team in the Super Bowl era that uh, we're coming for the Vikes. Who? You're, you're fa- you're we're favored to beat the Vikings this weekend. Are you really? Yeah, people think the Lions are going to win out. Although last night, all I saw from all these Lions fans... Because I see one group of Lions fans are like, we're going to win out. We still have a shot at the playoffs. And then last night with the, the incredible collapse by the Raiders, everybody's like, they just cost us three spots in the draft. I'm like, well, which is it? Are we, are we going for the number two pick or are we going for the playoffs? Well, they are going for the Rams
2: pick, though. Yeah, that, that's exactly that's that, what it was. That's where the Eagles are. We want, we want the Saints to lose out, and that way we can win the Super Bowl and have a top five pick. I believe the last time to do that might have been uh, Washington when they
0: took uh, – Desmond Howard. Baker Mayfield just won't stop screwing us. We've got, he uh, has been a big football week, so we've got Keith Wynn in studio today for the first two hours here to, to recap all the things that have been going on, just to share his thoughts. Uh, Keith looking dapper. Keith and I are dressed up. I okay, great. first of all, let,
2: let's not, <laughs> let's talk, can we avoid the, the two elephants in the room? And this isn't just a fat joke on myself. But one, you your just persistence to not let me talk about basketball, you bring Keith in here, which I love, don't get me wrong. We, I don't want to talk basketball I, if you, I don't have to. You, can you <laughs> blame me? And two, I mean, I, we got to get a picture. Of you on, out of here. Something you are just. I mean, this is how I dress now. I mean, it's... this
0: is with Jeff Broms it, the head coach. This is how I, I dress now.
2: Not only are you just in the fly outfit. I
0: mean, sweater collar coming out, no hat at all. No, yeah, no hat. I mean, this is not I, the first time I've done this. Every single time you make a big production, when I have to go somewhere. No, after no, the you show, you've
2: gone dressed. You've come dressed up. You think this is better than usual? Oh yeah, yeah. You're definitely more dressed up. Usual. I think I've, I've worn slacks before. But, but even when you come in here dressed up on dressed up days, and I do want to know what's coming up after the show for you that, that causes this, you at least always have a hat on. No, I like don't. The, oh, oh yeah, the only time I have you make seen, a big deal. You say the same thing every time this happens. Like
0: I don't think I've ever seen you with a hat. I'm like no, well, I've you said seen, it the last three times. No,
2: you've gone like hatless for per, per periods during a show, like with, because you just weren't feeling well or something. You take it off. You you don't even have a hat with you today,
0: do you? No, this is this happened like a month ago, Trev. Oh, a month ago. A month ago. I month know ago. the things that stick with you and that don't. It's rare, but w- it does no. happen every I, time it blows your mind. I want one of
2: our text uh, statisticians or something to keep... Stat keep boys. Me. Stat boys, yeah. The same one that, that, that unfortunately remembered I promised a salad this time last year. <laughs> yeah. want, that, 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 that goober out there that remembered that. I want them to go back and let me know how many times I've brought this up. Because I promise you, yes, I bring it up when you don't have a hat. But this is a, I mean, a first time ever that you've come in here with no hat at all. It's not. Oh yeah! It
0: literally happened like four weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I feel like I we just, were going to the theater after the show. Like, yeah, the theater. Well, the theater to see a comedian. town <laughs> we, we were going to see a comedian. If uh, we we're going, we we're going downtown. Yeah, that was that was the last time. Is Keith's mic on? By the way, I it is. Yeah, okay, Keith it talk. Is, I can't hear myself. There he is. Keith Wynn oh, yeah. is here. Right. You would know key. it. Uh, but he's here. He's looking dressed up as well. We both have the blues, we're with blue sweaters, rocking. Yeah. Are y'all going out somewhere together after this? Or? I wish. No, <laughs> I mean, he's going. He's he's go, he's got at Keys tonight. I'm assuming. Yeah. I well, can I can only assume. I'm the
3: same parking lot. So same yeah, same, be- <laughs> same parking. <laughs> basically the same. We'll
0: actually be over there too. We may have to drop by. Did, I, did I not get an invitation email or something? <laughs> well, we've got. We're going to a uh, professor for Bellman's having like a Christmas party. That's gonna. Oh, it'll be all over by the time. Like we're almost off radio, so we're just going to swing by really quickly, and then we're going to do dinner afterwards. But it's it's one of those, like, Mary was the queen of Bellarmine, and I don't think anybody knows that I went there, like, <laughs> like all these professors. But this guy who's having the party... We checked on Facebook. He was friends with me on Facebook, not friends with Mary. I'm like, oh. And all of the other Bellarmine, like, cool people were friends with him. I'm like, hmm, I don't even know who this person is. So, And she's like, well, I'm friending him now. He knows me. He invited me. I'm like, well, you know, just saying. Like, maybe my reputation precedes me a little bit, too, in a good
2: way. Let, let me get this. I want this on the record, though. So yes. you are going to this Christmas party for a random professor of you didn't know?
0: Uh Yes, because I'm. Mary Mary. is very close Okay,
2: because Mary's close. I I like how you pull that out because my next statement would be, therefore, you have no excuse to avoid this year's Big X Christmas party, correct? When is it? You did not get the invite? I got the invite over the weekend. It's uh, December 18th.
0: That would be Sunday. Sunday. I think we should be able to make that. Yeah, I think we can make Sunday work. You you, you ghosted on us last year. Yeah,
2: last year I wasn't going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Keith, Keith, I don't know if he's been like this the entire time you've known him, but he's always been, he's been just too good to like, be with the big X family. Like he doesn't. He doesn't want to
0: get in the lottery club. There's he no did, way I'll get, he, I get. I don't he trust he any d- of you all in the lottery club. He doesn't come to the parties. My he just my instinct <laughs> of the lottery club. Was you admitted if you won, you wouldn't share the. Like, <laughs> I don't trust any one of you all in this club to not just take the winnings for themselves. So and I, buy
2: if, the ticket. If, if if I've got you on record right now, you're gonna cut. You're, you're gonna. You can be there at the big X party this year. I. Word. I think it's. Uh, I want to. I shouldn't put it out there because the the masses will show up.
0: I, I, it's I've got house. to check with Mary. She keeps all of our schedules. Okay. But I think Sundays are clear. I say this now, and she's probably like, "Oh my God, that was the day we were going to do this." Um, but I think we should be able to to make that happen.
2: And I don't know if you were on the original list, Keith, but you are invited as well, my friend. Sure, he's not coming. So goblin. it's funny. He's not coming. There's no, <laughs> way, there's <laughs> no way he's coming. He's got there's a free actually, pass. So,
3: so my my mom's Christmas present to to us to us boys is we're doing Top Golf, like a family. Nice, to top golf. nice. Never been to Top Golf. That You'll like it. Be cool. I've never. I don't
0: golf, but hey. It's cool you don't idea. need to. Yeah. You know? Just get drunk. Hit some balls around. Yeah. Go to the, they have inside bars, they got good food. You'll have a good time. Yeah, I was uh, a buddy of mine got
2: a job there to start as as they were, you know, preparing and he's he's supposed to work there as they were opening. And I was talking to Kim and she told me Trey was applying there to try to work there for the summer. Nice. Or for, you know, while school when school gets out. And uh, I said, "Well, I'll, I'll I'll tell my buddy, you know, and he she can put his name as a reference." And uh, I called He's him like, up no, you don't need to I do called that. him up and he goes, Oh, I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, You've been there a month. He's like, Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's okay. I was like, Well, good news is there's a spot open now. Bad news is I lost your reference.
0: Now, the text line has already gotten ahead of this. they Everybody's asking if today's the day that you're going to eat a salad. I think it, originally we said it was. We we, we, were, we, were, I w- it we will happen. It was a We haven't hammered mature, down the details yeah. just yet. We have we haven't locked down exactly what the salad's going to be, where it's going to come from. There's apparently a company that is like the official salad company of UofL that maybe could help us out a little bit here yeah, that wants it, to get involved.
2: If there's anything there's two things guaranteed in radio. You don't make any money and you get free stuff.
0: <laughs> so <that's>, rarely <laughs> yeah
2: they kind of go hand in hand so if we're gonna eat a salad i mean damn if i want to pay for it we gotta do a sponsor
0: with it <laughs> i like it uh we've got plenty to talk about today but, plus i should probably
2: get jeff to maybe you see his favorite salad yeah we, we can that didn't we, sound we can dirty did it
0: speaking of jeff like, we were talking we, we were talking about potentially getting him on the show today he's doing the media rounds today he, he did the morning shows he's done uh-huh. a bunch of wdrb stuff and i was talking with dugan and we we're like you know He's saying the same things in all these interviews. Let's see how maybe the Cali trip goes this weekend. He's going to California on Saturday to go watch uh, the St. John Bosco State Championship game and talk to Pierce Clarkson and DeAndre Moore and that crew. Maybe you know there's some more staff updates we can have. So Monday or Tuesday, I think we're going to have Jeff Brom on the show and maybe we'll have some some updates that he he couldn't give us today. So I was like, well, executive decision. Save the best for last, right? That's yeah. what, it's not the first time we've had to use that mantra over here at the Big X, but that's okay. <laughs> that's what we're going with. Uh, we've got plenty to get to today. We've got uh, continued reaction to the Jeff Brom stuff. We do have to talk a little bit of basketball because the the Cards play Florida State to- tomorrow. Winnable game? I, I hate to even utter that phrase, but the fact that we can't say that against a 1-8 Florida State team whose only win is over Mercer is kind of sad, but we'll talk about that a little What's
2: bit. Sad is I don't know if we could beat Mercer. Probably not. I mean, I we, don't we, even know what Mercer has on their roster right now. They're The Bears.
0: That's, that's, I all, you, that's all you have to know. I know Sam that, Mitchell went there. That's all you have to know that they could beat us. They beat Duke once. That's uh, that's, that's the sure only information. You yeah. Get. Yeah, 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 we've got uh, we've got a Vince Marrow source off out there going on right now. The rivalry is heating up over this Vince Marrow stuff. My man. I mean, Vince Marrow. God love him. Just I mean, just will tell anybody anything he wants to. Yeah. And uh, we we've also got uh, volleyball tomorrow. In the Elite Eight. I think we're going to try to make it out there. If, if you haven't gotten tickets yet, they are available. Um, should be a, a really, really fun atmosphere at four o'clock when the Cards take on Oregon, looking to go to their second straight Final Four. But first, Keith, we've talked on the show all week long about the Jeff Brom thing. It's been, by the way, if you're not aware, Jeff Brom's the new head coach at the <laughs> University of Louisville. You you've, you've heard our reaction for you. I mean, just. This sequence of events, first of all, starting with Scott Satterfield on Monday, it feels like it was three weeks ago that this happened. Yeah, it was—it's right. hard to believe it was Monday morning. Satterfield goes to Cincinnati. Jeff Brom comes here. He's officially announced yesterday. Your overall just thoughts on the direction of Cardinal football now and, and what this means for the immediate future?
3: I think it's a win for everybody. I mean, I, I think that's the main thing. You know, you know, I, I wasn't wasn't always the biggest fan of everything with Scott Satterfield, but at the same time, you know, the results were coming we we're, we're, were ascending you know things were getting better recruiting obviously getting better more wins than the year before all that stuff matters um and you know from my standpoint you know i'm not sure if you you know louisville's in a position to to you know be able to necessarily you know fire a guy that's got some things going positive and then bringing a guy that maybe is not necessarily hugely you know obvious improvement from a result standpoint but when the guy leaves and you've got an open spot, and Louisville as a football program can pull another Power 5 coach, you know, you strip away all the connections, and Louisville pulling a Power 5 coach uh, to their program is a huge win for them. I mean, that's just not something that's pretty rare in general. We saw with Lincoln Riley last year, uh, and, you know, you know Brian Kelly, if you you, know, you look at Notre Dame, is at the level they are. But it doesn't really happen that, that often that a Power 5 coach leaves one job for another job. So Louisville being able to do that, strip away everything else, it's a huge win for them. And then, obviously, you have the fan base that's now completely bought in to the program. And I think that's something that we haven't had in a long time. I mean, even you look the entire Bobby Petrino 2.0 era, there was still a, a pretty substantial seg- segment of the fan base that was just like, whatever. Sure. It is what it is. You know, the results are fine. You know, now you have a guy that, you know, even if the results aren't great, there's still going to be fans that are going to be buying into it just from the standpoint of it's just fun to root for a guy that's a fan,
0: you know, that's a local guy. Um, which I think is fair, you know. Speaking of Bobby Petrino, <laughs> I mean, we, have to, we have to bring it up. We'll get back to the Jeff Prompt thing in a second, but if you haven't seen the report, there is palpable buzz that Bobby Petrino is a frontrunner to be the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. So you would have a staff with Jimbo Fisher, fraud, basically, <laughs> DJ Durkin had a kid die under his watch, yep. Bobby Petrino, Sex with multiple subordinates. (laughs) It's kind of like the trifecta on that staff. One, they're all pretty good football minds. I think we can agree on that. Two, they would kill each other before they got to a game. Yeah. Three, there's a non zero chance that Bobby Petrino could wind up coaching Ruben Owens, which just kind of makes my soul (laughs) curl up in a little ball inside of me. Am
2: I the one when they can't just. Except the fact that Petrino is willing to be an assistant to somebody else at this point.
0: I mean, he and Jimbo would fight before game one. Yeah, there's, he, there's no doubt in he, my he mind. Has, yeah. he, he
2: hasn't been not been the boss in what 25 years. Well, I think the bigger question is exactly
3: who's, who's yeah. calling the place. Jimbo's gonna is Jimbo going to give up play calling? He said he's not, and he wouldn't do that with his last OC. Is Petrino just going to go and be a guy that's just there to design and help you know game plan? That's that's the thing. I think he he ha- if he wants to get back to the big to the big show, so to speak. He has to find a way to get there, and nobody's going to take him on as a head coach except for Louisville. And, you know, I think the issue is that for him, that's the question for me is, like, is he really willing to to take the assistant job? Yeah. Is he willing to do that and not be able to show that he's a great play caller? Because that that is what he's known as. And if he's not doing that, how does this really help him get back to being a head coach when – if he becomes a head coach, you're going to be calling plays. I mean, I think he has to be able to showcase what he's good at. And if you're just the guy game planning and whatnot, I'm not sure if that's going to work out for him. But maybe Jimbo's ruling the state step back and say, hey, I'll let another person call the plays.
0: I mean, this is the classic Petrino sequence of events. He comes in, he overachieves right off the bat. He hits his stride. It's better than you ever thought it could be with him as the head coach. It's kind of starting to bottom out now, and he's looking for uh, a new destination. Like this is exactly what he does in every program that he goes to.
2: I had not heard this report until you brought it up. Uh I I thought you were going to finish the sentence by saying he was the candidate for the UNLV job. No, but that would make sense. (laughs) That's because that's if Petrino's coming back in the D one and get back into like power coaching. I assume he's starting in like you know a a Mountain West
0: conference or something. Like I could see a a school like that giving him uh, giving him a shot. I think in Petrino's mind, he still thinks that he can do the the fired coach, SEC coordinator, back to SEC coach type thing. Yeah. I think that's where his mind is. I think he wants to take one last shot at this. And so in his mind, he goes to AM for a year, kills it, gets a job at like, I don't know, it, Ole Miss if Lane Kiffin leaves for somewhere else.
2: They run Leach off.
0: And I just don't think that's going to happen. Like, yeah. I, I don't think he realizes how, first of all, like he hasn't wanted a high enough level to warrant that consideration. It's not like he's. He's been a successful SEC coach outside of the, the the brief period in Arkansas before that thing went haywire. His second stint at Louisville, even before it bottomed out in 2018, was not an overwhelming success. He he didn't have as much sex as uh, sex. <laughs> Freudian slip there. He had way more sex. Well, he may not have had more sex than his predecessor. But he definitely didn't have oh, as much success Jesus. as his predecessor. <laughs> what a Friday. What a, what a Friday. This is worse than the Benjamin me double <laughs> over here.
2: Trying, I was like, oh, he's just going to go on a ranch. I can take a few bites of sandwich,
0: <laughs> squeeze this in before, before anything happens.
2: Uh, no, who did, no. Who did have more
0: sex in that decade? I don't I don't know. It depends on who you talk to. But he definitely did not have more success <laughs> at Louisville than Charlie Strong did. And I think that he's still kind of viewed He's not viewed in terms of like, Oh, if this job opened up at Mississippi State, Petrino's the guy who could get us up there with the Alabamas and the Auburns nah. in this conference. And I think that in his mind, he still believes that he's he's that guy that he was with the reputation in well, 06. Here's,
3: here's the thing I think in hindsight, the guy could only win nine games with Lamar Jackson. And, yeah, and exactly. when you kind of really look at it that way, and, and even if you go back to the, the, the schedule that they were up against, it, it wasn't, you know, that should have been something that, that should have been a, a program changing period of time. And instead, it was outside of the Heisman. They were just a, you know, kind of an also ran in the ACC. So I think that's where it's different than um, before. Where hey, he was doing these things where he got the B, you know, the BCS games and things like that, and schools were willing to deal with, you know, maybe some of the things that you hear off the field. And then when it when it really hit off the field, and everybody knew that hey, this guy's awful. <laughs> I think that was okay. Well, Western Kentucky came in and quite literally got money to 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 hire him that his buyout was twice his salary so when Louisville bought him out they just made the money back that they you know got two seasons out of or one season whatever it was so I think that you know unless there's a program willing to kind of try to take that angle and I think it's just you just can't I don't think you get the positive from it Uh, because I don't know if he's to your point I don't know if he's shown that he's still that guy and yeah, I just can't see it, but I think that's what I do think the angle is that he's taking is trying to get back to the point where you can get a big job again. Is, is
2: him seeing a guy like Hugh Freeze and looking back and going, "Hey, that guy was mediocre at all think this. So. I, I that think guy, it. that guy's an a hole to everybody. He
0: cheats. He got back in Auburn. Why can't I?" I think he sees himself as not just Hugh Freeze. He sees himself as Rick Pitino, and Pitino. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll bet anybody a times. Pitino's going to a major conference after this year. Like this, this is his last season at Iona. I saw the, Iona, the, the three Iona fans that are out there were like, he's got three years left from his contract. <laughs> I'm like, fellas. One of them was Jeff Rulon. Enjoy this year. <laughs> enjoy this year in the MAAC. You're gonna, you're, uh, he's got a very good team. He's got a squad. He's gone after this year. And understandably so. The man's one. He's the only coach in the history of the sport to win national titles at different programs and to take three different programs to a Final Four. He's going to have success if you bring him to Georgetown or wherever he winds up going. Bobby Petrino, I think, sees himself in that same light. Yeah. He doesn't have that resume. He, do, he doesn't have that. If he comes here, you know he's going to he, There might be some baggage there. You might get some, some bad press, but you know you're going to win. With Petrino, like, you know you might be a little bit better at first than you've been, yeah. but this something's guy. going to happen that just makes the on-field result bottom out. Yep. And so, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm fascinated by his tenure. I think also he does this thing where he gets really excited when he gets a new job and recruits well and everybody's kind of excited. And then his staff gets really tired of him very quickly. Yep. People stop recruiting as well. People stop coaching as hard. And that's when you see, like, kind of the, the downturn. And so he just decides to, he, he wants to hit the reset button all yeah. the time. And yeah. that's what he's doing right now. Did,
2: didn't you tell, didn't we look it up? Didn't wasn't he, like, just like, just decent this year?
0: Five is and there? six. Yeah. Right? Not even decent. I mean, really. at least
2: Hugh Freeze was, like, dominant at Liberty. This
0: is what he does. I mean he, I mean, he comes in. It's always a steady, like, he overachieves early. He has a gigantic season in year two or year three. And then after that, it kind of starts yeah, going downhill a little bit. God, that's, and, uh, that's what he does.
3: His coaching staff there is. Not all that great as well. Oh. And their family you don't <laughs> have, <to laughs> have,
2: have like a half family. Stat. You're five
0: and six at Missouri
2: State. Yeah. Speaking You're of Petrino. Speaking
0: of coaching staff, there's lots of questions about you know how is U of L? We have a bowl game in a, a week from tomorrow <laughs> to play. We're, we're a, little yeah. bit, a little bit over eight days, a little bit under eight days away from kickoff at the Fenway Bowl. Like who the hell is going to coach this team outside of Dion Branch via uh, Jody Demling? The team had its second bowl practice earlier today. Mark Ivey and Greg Gasparato are the full time coaches on defense, and Josh Stepp is the full time coach left on offense. That's that's singular. That yeah. that not, not coaches. <laughs> we have one offensive coach, we have two defensive coaches, and then we have Dion Branch who's serving as the interim head coach. So props to to those guys for sticking around as well as all the I mean if you're a graduate assistant, this is your moment. Like, yeah, listen, and it is. Get in there and start yelling at some players. Well, not, you may yeah, never get
3: this chance again. You know, no, seriously, I do hope that they at least acknowledge these guys that are going yeah. to do so. Keep, you know, you look at, you know, I go back to, I was pointing this out the other day when Satterfield came here, he brought a couple coaches that you know left them kind of shorthanded in an app. Well, Pete Thomas called the plays in that game, and then he you know comes here, you know, as a QC here, grows into the quarterback co- you know coaching job, and I think there's a potential for him to maybe be the offensive coordinator at, at Cincinnati. And he just keeps growing his career. I think there, there's, there's it's an opportunity for all these guys, but also, but they, you know, they're sticking around. They deserve the notoriety. I hope they do so. I hope that they, you know, show these guys some praise because they could all they could, They're in the same boat. They could say, hey, I'm, I might just leave. I know I'm going to Cincinnati. I'll take a couple weeks off until I go there. They're all gonna. They're all here. They're all taking care of these players because uh, this is important. I, I know it doesn't seem like much. Bowl games get you know lose their luster a little bit. And with the coaching change and whatnot, but these there's seniors that are going out. There are guys that are going to get an opportunity because another guy will hit the portal or whatever it may be. I, I always like these games because it gets an opportunity for a lot of people that maybe don't normally shine. And these these off the field, I call them support guys. I mean, they're support staff. Um, they they do a lot of work that no, nobody ever sees during the season. And they're finally going to get a chance to kind of step up. And I hope they just get, you know, I hope they get recognized.
0: And you also, I mean, you've got players that are going to play who probably haven't had a lot of chance yep. to, to see the field this year, who have a chance to to play in what should theoretically, you know, be the biggest game of the season. It used to be yep. back in the day. And I'm going ahead. Like, I'm I'm not even trying to hide this. I'm going into this game with a child's mindset. <laughs> if we win... I'm gonna be obnoxious about it. I'm, <laughs> g- I'm gonna make fun of Satterfield. I'm gonna you know, post pictures of the keg. I'm gonna act like it's the biggest deal in the world. This is the great, perfect start for the Jeff Brom era. If we lose, and especially if we lose by a lot, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? We've already won this. I didn't even watch the game. I'm focused on Florida and M and basketball. That's, it's it's a no-win. It's a win-win situation for us, right? Yeah. They don't care. I mean, yeah. they, they don't. We're not giving them the keg. No. The keg shouldn't even be going. Unless we win, in which case we need to sprint around Fenway Park with the keg. and everybody, Like the Stanley Cup, everyone gets a turn. Everyone gets a full lap around the field holding the keg. We celebrate for three hours.
2: Now, if they do win and they try to go for the keg, do we, do we fight? We're going to have to. This is why it's a terrible idea to bring the keg. Honestly, right now. Because neither, it really neither team is. cares about the Fenway Bowl trophy.
0: Like, the loser should have to get the Fenway Bowl trophy, the Battle winner gets the players. keg of nails. Like, they, it, it, they need to—this is like your bet with Scoots. about the like. There's $500 on the line of that bet. You guys had to have, like, laid out the—because one, one day you're like, oh, it's just the regular season games. Oh, it could be the, the postseason tournaments. If we're bringing the keg up to Boston, they need to come to, to, like, to an agreement about whether or not the keg is going to change hands based on who wins this game. Like,
2: uh, well, this game is better quality than the two
0: teams in our bet. It's probably not. <laughs> it's probably not going to be. Like, it's going to be a bad we game. We have <laughs> we have three combined coaches remaining from our staff. <laughs> yeah. We don't even know who's going to play. Cincinnati doesn't know who's going to play either. Their their current staff isn't going to participate in coaching this game. Like. The cake of Dell should not be up for grabs here. I don't. That's fair. Unless I agree we win, in which yeah. case it absolutely should be. So this is that's the mindset that I'm taking into this game. I like it. I'm, I mean, at least I'm honest about it. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll take some texts after the break. We also will. People want us to talk about it, so we'll talk about this Vince Marrow thing because it is it is funny. It is it, it, there's a comedic element to it all, and God knows we need some humor. So we'll take a break. Is we'll he come up back. Scampered job now. I mean, that's what's really <laughs> funny about it. It's, that's where this started. It's like he's up for. Oh, it you're kidding time. me! Yeah. Well, he narrowly got beat out for the Cincinnati jobs. Oh, so I knew think. that. Yeah, Satterfield. <laughs> it's Satterfield's
2: first ever win against Merrill, Apparently, he's
0: been the second. <laughs> you know, he's been the second choice like 17 times. So he's clearly got to. You know, he's he's going to land one of these jobs. And if it just so happens to be with U of L, we'll find out. Um, so we'll talk about that coming up after the break and take some text as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy Friday to you. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1. Bye-bye. I'm back. Welcome back in Friday edition here of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and Nice One the Big X. Still reacting to the uh, the news of Jeff Brom coming home. Other things going on though in the, the world of Cardinal Athletics. Of course, we got volleyball, one win away from a Final Four. We've got basketball, one win away from one win. Uh, we've got women's basketball. <laughs> I mean, I can't talk about it any other way. What do you want me? What do you want me to say? Uh, Kenny Payne did talk to the media today. We can talk a little bit about his comments, which have made some waves today. Uh, but we have to talk real quickly before we get to the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450, about I mean, this man is relentless. Relentless is one word. Is that the right word? But Vince Marrow, after you know, narrowly getting beat out for the Cincinnati job that he was <laughs> apparently a candidate for that only UK fans knew about. Uh, UK fan media knew about and, and nobody actually at the University of Cincinnati. Uh, he was beaten out narrowly by Scott Satterfield. Sad's first win over UK. <laughs> uh, there you go. He finally got one. But Vince Mero, according to uh, Justin Rowland over basically all the rivals people mm-hmm. today, were like, just so you know, Vince Mero, candidate for the U of Free to join Jeff Brom staff at U of L. I mean, I'm just going to say it. He's not. He's not a can- There are people close to, to Vince Merrow who will tell you, like, he's letting people know that he's trying to get a raise from UK. And, I mean, it's the most transparent thing of all time. Like, yeah. how many times are we going to do this? Yeah. How many times are we going? He's not joining Jeff Bromstaff. He's not a candidate for a head coaching job elsewhere. He's not. He's just trying to get more money from UK to keep being the big dog in Lexington. And he's going to do this thing where it's like, later today, probably, not going anywhere. And like UK fans are gonna be like, hell yeah, baby! We <laughs> we kept him. We beat U of L again. And the reality is, it's just it's it's not happening. I'm yeah. sorry, it's not. But we have a source war between U of L and UK people. But I mean, it's th- funny because the first thing I thought was like, Purdue has pretty good tight ends. I'm
3: guessing. I hope he brings his tight end coach. And I'm like, why am I even like getting into this? Like, well, i am even wasting more than five seconds? Just to be like, all right, just keep scrolling.
2: You know. I don't know why I picture like him and like stoops and like the the uh, offices and like. Like, I'm going to throw this rumor out, Coach, and help me get me some, get me some more money from the school. And Scoop just looks at him and goes, oh, I've never
0: had that problem. They give think... me – I get extensions after losing to Vanderbilt. I think Vince just goes, <laughs> I think Vince just goes rogue with this stuff. I mean, because he very clearly is the source for, like, basically every U.K. football person who's covering the team. And I love that this, like, story comes out. Justin Rowland puts it out there, Isn't and- it Roland? I don't know. <laughs> 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 I didn't know if you were Roland. doing that on purpose. I don't know. It's Roland, right? I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've only seen his name in print. I've never heard him. I never heard it It, meant, it said. I'm pretty sure it's Roland. Okay, Justin <laughs> Roland. I'm sorry. I legit don't know. I'm He's sorry. a nice guy. <laughs> I've, I've never met him. I'm sure he is. All right. uh, so Justin <laughs> Roland puts it out there. And then, like, right away, Vince Barrow's like, I'm in Louisville recruiting for UK football. <laughs> Period. End of story. <laughs> I'm sick of these rumors that I'm starting myself. Uh, let's talk about other good news. Let's. Let's go. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like, this is it's the most transparent thing of all time. A lot of this stuff, it, it reminds me of the Bruce Pearl thing last year, yeah. where it's like, you know, his guy that he feeds every story to just so happens to be the one who's like, Bruce Pearl, seriously considering the Louisville job. And I'm like, no, he's not. No, <laughs> he's, he's absolutely not. And like, all these, you know, UofL fans and Auburn fans, like, they, they're going to war. And I'm like, I'm like, everybody, so, like, this is the person that he goes to. When he wants the story out there, and he's the only person reporting this, yeah. he's going to get a raise in two days. And he, had a, he got a gigantic raise in two days. Yep. This is how this works. It's the most obvious thing to spot once you've you know, followed it at all for any length, period of time. And, look, I mean, I tell you firsthand, from people with, that, with Jeff Brom, they're like, no, he's, <laughs> like, he's not in consideration to join our staff. It's not happening. Yeah. And the, I think most U.K. people also, like Matt Jones was like, it's, he's not leaving for a non-head coaching job. It's not going to happen. But I do love that we have like a, a little UK U source war. Yeah. If he did come, though, it'd be hilarious. There's no way around it. Yeah, it'd be it'd be funny. It'd, it'd be, it's oh, funny it from a robbery right, no, standpoint. It's, it's hilarious. It's funny from a It'd be I very funny. So, yeah. It'd be it would be very funny. Yeah. But and you know U may have some better uh, luck recruiting here in city, but we'll see. I think I think we're gonna do fine with or without the big dog. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed my, that. My money's on Chris Barkley. Chris Barkley. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my
3: i behind him on helping the local recruiting.
0: Uh, apparently, we have dead air on the stream right now, so we made it all week. It's been a big week, hasn't <laughs> happened all week. But Friday, we apparently, we, we apparently uh, we, we've apparently we lost the stream. That's okay. No, like
2: we're, on, we're we're on the air. We are well, we're on, we're on
0: 1450 and 961, right? Yeah, yeah, we're so we're, we're good there. We're going through, we're good there. Uh, 502 414 1450 is the Thornton sex line. You we get can get scared uh, thinking I
2: did something over here. It's like, <laughs> you know, this one's
0: not on me. I think we're okay. Okay. Texas says, I don't know how to balance the elation of hiring Braum with the misery of Payne saying that our winless basketball team hasn't hit rock bottom. I mean, I I wanted to read a text that did not bring up basketball. (laughs) I thought it was safe when I saw the first line, then I opened it up. Um, We can't, I mean, briefly, because Kenny Payne did talk to the media today. How are we going to briefly talk about this? I know. There's no briefly to this. I'm aware. (laughs) I'm aware. There's there's not
2: one rant you're going to get me started on that would be described as briefly.
0: So, Kenny Payne talked to the media today, and... The quote that has made its rounds, and if you listen to the actual thing, it's not, it, it doesn't, like most quotes, it doesn't sound as bad right. when you hear it as it does when you're reading it. But the quote that the most local fans have run with, including myself, I don't feel like we're on an upward swing yet. I don't know yet if we've really hit rock bottom. Which, just, even if you really, just lie to me. Like, at this point, <laughs> even if you really think that, I mean, the worst start in the history of, I mean, it, it, I know poor 1940 team is like, just don't say it. Just don't say it. Just leave us alone. It's the worst start that any of us have ever experienced. And it's arguably the worst start in the history of power conference basketball. If this isn't rock bottom, just, just lie to me and tell me it is. Because honestly, like, if we lost by 10 to Florida State tomorrow, a, a team that's having its worst start to a season, it's the first time they've been 1-9 in, I think, 89 years. If we lost by, like, 10 to them, it still, I don't think, would make the bottom any lower. Like, yeah. I, I think we're still in exactly the same place. What that's you're telling me is like we what you're telling me is like rock bottom is like Owen 31. Or god forbid losing to Florida and a week from uh, a week from tomorrow. I just 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 <laughs> just tell me a sweet little lie, Kenny. Just, I mean, that's, that's what we need.
2: Is that how bad it's looking in practice still all week? <laughs> You've had one week to get all to get completely prepared for Florida State. And 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 the, the, what you have to motivate us and tell us on the day before the game is we haven't hit rock bottom yes yet.
0: Let's be Let's just be honest about it. So the season started exactly a month ago today, the the, the first real game, November 9 We've watched this team play eight full games and two exhibitions. We've heard the stories from practice. It's not if, – if it is getting better, it's not getting very much better. Like like we talked about after the first Bellarmine game, when you are like, we're going to get better. I'm like, everybody else is going to get better too. Yeah. Other teams are getting significantly more improved than we are if we're improving at all. I think now you look at this, like any hope that we were going to – you know, hit our stride, things were going to click, the team was going to come together, and we were going to maybe win, I don't know, six, seven, eight games in ACC play. I guess that can happen. We have seen no signs that it's going to happen. And I think at this point, you just have to resign yourself to, like, this is an all-systems failure. You have to hope that it's more about the current players on the roster just being bad eggs, or, or not clicking, or not believing in the new coaching staff, or being irreparably damaged by what happened in the past. Whatever you want to throw out there. That's what you have to hope. Because... It hasn't gotten better. It doesn't feel like it's going to get better. And I'm with you. When Kenny Payne comes out and says things like this, it says to me, "We've had almost a full week off since the last, since the last worst game of all time." <laughs> and he's clearly not seeing the, the buy-in or the change in in attitude or the change in whatever from the, the team that he's hoping for. And I mentioned yesterday it was a, it, it was a comedic exercise that Brett Dawson did where he he was like he asked basketball people. Who would win a th- hypothetical game between Cal, who's now 0-10, and, and Louisville, who's who's now 0-8. And, and it was most of the answers were funny. I mean, I predicted a 17-16 game. And <laughs> a turnovers a score. I said I said, no, <laughs> I said no fewer than 73 turnovers <laughs> combined. But like a lot of the responses from people who took it more seriously than I did, they all said like Louisville's the more talented team, but Cal plays hard. And, and Louisville, like like Sam Bassini was like, I've never seen a team at a high major level that turns the ball over the way that they do. Where it's just like, we don't care, take it. Like, like, like nobody's moving. He's like, I don't know what they're trying to do offensively. He's like, they're the easiest team to guard that I've ever seen. They just, they don't do anything well. And, like, reading that stuff, I was like, I mean, that's, that's how outsiders view us. The objective national people, everyone that I talk to, they're like, I mean, I have to see this team with my own eyes to believe it because on paper they look like, you know, it look like the worst team ever and then you watch them and you're like, "Oh my god, it's it's that bad." Yeah. And they're not getting any better. And that's I think that's the big concern that UFL fans have with this. If they were just going, you know, all out every single game, playing hard, getting better, scrapping kind of like we saw at times from last year's team where they weren't very good, but my god, every now and then they were trying. Like we're just not seeing that from this team and we haven't from the first embarrassment to the most recent embarrassment. I'm hoping it changes at some point in, in the, the relatively near future, but it certainly feels like we're just headed for, I mean, 25, 26 losses at this point. Uh, to, say, to
2: say, like, that feels like a nice way from the Nash people saying it Louisville's more talented, but California plays harder. That's what they said. Is that, is that just a nice way of saying actually Mark Fox is a better coach than Kenny Payne? Uh, don't, don't. Uh, I mean, it, it, I'm it, not, it, well, it, I don't want to. I'm, it I'm sorry, harder. but by that statement, is that almost kind of what you're saying to me, right? Maybe a better motivator. Okay, okay, I mean that's part I'm,
0: of. His, last I don't I think checked, Mark Fox is a better 50% coach than, of coaching. I don't think Mark Fox is a better coach than you are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he I might don't think a, so either personally. He might enough, but be I'm a, a better ego. motivator. <laughs> I mean, I can motivate, just not myself to put down the soda. I mean, it's, I I don't. And and first of all, I know you haven't. We we have talked a little about it, but there was a play in the in the Maryland game that I think was rock bottom where Lance has had the ball at the top of the key, and Curry's come up to set a screen for him on a high pick. And lands instead of just waiting for the screen, throws the ball to Curry. And it bounces it right off his chest. It was bad. The, guy, the, the Maryland guy just grabs it, runs it down for layup. Curry looks befuddled, like, why did you throw the ball at me? I'm setting a screen. I'm setting a screen. <laughs> lands is looking like, why did you not catch the... I, I, I'm sitting there, where, where, where's the crack?
0: I mean, I'm like, what, what is going on here? The sad thing is, you prefaced that by saying there was a play in the Maryland game that I thought was rock bottom, and I was like, it's one you. of three <laughs> plays. I was, no. I was like, like there are no, three options awesome here. That was one, one of them, yeah. at least. At, at least it wasn't a fourth <laughs> choice that I wasn't even thinking of. Because <laughs> yeah. I thought about that one, I thought about the L. Ellis when Fabio Basile, they just like mixed, exchanged that, and then like looked at each other while the other team ran the other way for the yeah. layup. <laughs> or the play where I think we missed four layups at the rim, in less than three seconds, which I didn't think was possible. Like, I went back and looked at the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's under three. That's just missed back, <laughs> missed back, missed back. Everybody shrugs their shoulders and nobody gets back. Like, yeah. that was, those three plays were I mean, just bad. As a
2: team, is this team getting better? As a team, no. They have, they have not improved. They've actually somewhat taken steps back. I think there's been some individual improvement, unfortunately, just not enough to help. I think Brandon Huntley-Hatfield has gotten better as the season's come along. I think Withers mm-hmm. is showing a little bit of improvement still. It's just the consistency clearly is not there. The team is just, I don't know if, if Payne, I, I started ranting about this earlier in the week, and I, I, I mean, he wants to play an up-tempo, but this team is, just can't do that. They, they cannot play that fast on offense. And if you're a coach, you can no longer just keep trying to shove this square peg into a round hole. I mean, if you're, if you're a good coach, you have to recognize that what, even though it's the style I want to play, if I keep this style and be stubborn with it, I'm going to go 0-30. Uh, or I can be a good coach and just work around the talent I have and maybe go back to my style when I get talent in here. But I mean, offensively, this team has to slow it down and slow it down like Princeton levels and spread it out and be as simple as can be and just go one-four out. I mean, that, that's the only way this team has any chance to, to diminish taking away the other teams getting possessions because defensively, I have no hope for them. I mean, defense is all motivation and concentration, and this team lacks both on that end.
0: It's not even, a, I think, a stylistic issue at this point. If they're not going to play hard, they're not going to beat anybody because they're not good enough to... I mean,
2: they're trying to play the, his offense, and it's just not... I'm not trying to be mean. They're just not smart enough to do it.
0: Well, also, I also don't think... <laughs> it's it's very unclear what his offense is still at this point. Like, they're, they're, they're trying to do a lot of the U.K. stuff, and... It's not going to work Guess with what? The it, it doesn't work when you've got not John Wall and not big guys inside who are good. Like, it's just... It, it's not. And, and guys who aren't going to try. The good news... If you want, to, I mean, Florida State's awful. Florida in any other year in our existence as Louisville basketball fans in the ACC, we would be like, well, this is, you know, just, just don't let this get within ten. It'd be a huge disappointment if we go down there and we somehow lose this game. Florida State is again one and nine. They've they've been more competitive recently. Like they played Virginia to within five, who's number three in the country. Purdue might be the best team in the entire country. They played them within ten, which is not something to scoff at. Before that though, they. would Nebraska beaten them by 17, Stanford beaten them by 10, and Siena had beaten them by 17. Their only win this season is a home victory over Mercer. Like us, they started the year with just really embarrassing non-conference losses to Stetson, UCF, and Troy. Uh, Florida also got the better of them in their rivalry game. They, they're now playing without. Remember Cameron Fletcher from UK who transferred in, he was a good player for them, and he took one of the nastiest falls you're ever going to see in their last game, and he's out for the rest of the year. So they're not just bad. They're coming into this game a little bit wounded, it's again, if this team were playing, if, if our team was playing hard and had been remotely within striking distance against these, these good teams that we've played in recent weeks, I think you'd feel kind of confident about this game. Forest State is terrible. Like, this, yeah. is, this is the worst Forest State team that we've seen, even going back to like the Metro days. Like, yeah. they, like, they are really, really bad. And yet, everybody's like, we're focused on Florida now. Yeah. We, <laughs> I don't think we have much of a chance. But hey, here's hoping. Here's hoping we can. I don't know. Pull something out tomorrow. One o'clock Maybe because Network. despite
2: what Scoot's things, Leonard Hamilton can still coach.
0: He can. He's not showing much right now. But yeah. that's, I mean, again, this is, in any other year, Florida State would be the talking point of the ACC. Like, how can this, this proud program that's been so consistently good in recent years have bottomed out so dramatically? And yet, I mean, Leonard Hamilton is he's very happy. About what Kenny Payne's doing right now. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like the Kenny Payne Jeff Brom thing where Kenny's yeah. like, just keep, you know, just, they're doing their thing over there. Let, let's, let's focus on that. Maybe, maybe, maybe the game will be blacked out tomorrow. Maybe. I mean, it's, it's, you know, <laughs>
2: what time is the game? What time is it tomorrow? One
0: o'clock on the ACC. I'm hour. not waking up that early for that game. Yeah. I'm, I'm
2: DVRing that. Don't, don't text me.
0: It's not great. So, the, the <laughs> other thing that people, I, I think, focused on when it came to Kenny Payne's press conference today, he got asked, you know, you guys are 0 and 8 the fans are, are, are upset, what's your message to the, the portion of the fan base that is, that's upset right now? And he kind of reiterated something he said already where he's like, I want true Louisville fans. I want fans to understand the reality of the situation. I want the true Louisville fans that truly know the process of building something, going through the days and hard times, but maintaining the, and supporting the university. And I, I, I certainly understand what he's saying. Like you know, if you're if you're off the bandwagon now, don't get back on. We've got it going. I think though, you also, I mean, he's a guy who played here when the program was rolling more than it ever has been before. They came in at its peak. He has to know that. And I'm sure he's followed Louisville basketball ever since then. He has to know that we've never, never been in this position before. It's it has never been this bad, and so to just assume that Louisville fans like th- there's a difference between supporting and Being okay with what's happening right now, like I'm gonna watch the game tomorrow. God love me, I'm I'm gonna sit down at one o'clock and watch an 0-8 Louisville team play a 1-9 Florida State team, and I'm going to watch every second, regardless of how bad it is from either end. I'm if we're 0-29, I'm watching game 30 every second of it. Like I'm not going anywhere. That shouldn't mean that I can't be like, hey, this is. There's no excuse for us ever to be this bad. We're not. There have been teams that have had death penalty sentences. There have been teams that have had gigantic scholarship productions. There have been teams that have not been allowed to play on TV. None of them have been as bad as we are right now, where all we had theoretically was the hint that something might be coming during this offseason. And by the way, that hint was out there for the past three or four years. And while we weren't good based on our historic standards, we were much better than this. And I, I don't think that you're like less of a fan or not a true fan for just pointing that out and being upset with the way that things are right now. Do I hope that things can get turned around? Of course, everybody does. Again, best case scenario is, is Kenny Payne kills it. He seems like an, an awesome person. Everybody who has ever met him loves him. He's one of our own. He's brought back former players into the fold. The stuff with Denny Crum last night at Frazier Museum I thought was awesome. I want to talk about that a little bit later. Like him being the guy who gets Louisville basketball back to where we expect it to be is the best case scenario. You can believe that and also be upset about the fact that right now they're 0-8 and in a position that we've never been in before. Look at all those little charts that are out there. That all have like, hey, you don't want to be in the bottom left. We're the only <laughs> logo that's right in the bottom left. It's not a good thing. It should not be this bad. I go to Ken Palm. I thought the only colors on stats were green for good and red for bad. We're purple in some categories. <laughs> I've never seen purple on Ken Palm before. We're breaking the, the algorithm. That's how bad we are. Yeah, Purple's, like our,
2: purple's that bad?
0: <laughs> our assist percentage, <laughs> we're 362nd out of 363 teams. Hell, the net rankings. We're above two teams. Yeah. Can we ever figure out who those twos were? It's it's a one school that I didn't even know was a – it's Hartford, it's a school that I didn't even know was D1. They've got to be transit Hartford? It's like Houston Community. Well, no, Hartford's been D1 forever. Yeah, was, but the Baker other one is there. like Houston Community. it's not, I know Houston Baptist, but it was like yeah. some other like Houston Commonwealth directional. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know this is a real school. It's so not even Houston Baptist? <laughs> if they pass this, then I may have to stop watching games. I don't know if I can do it through that. But, like, this is it – is, it is fine to not be okay with being – 361st out of 363 teams in the net <laughs> rankings. I, I, I don't feel like I should be, I, like, that should be breaking news. I, as every, sometimes when I'm talking about this, this stuff, I, I feel like I'm, I'm crazy. I'm like, we've, we've lost 20 games in a season one time in 110 years. And people are like, I don't know, man. If we go 3-28, and 28, that's good enough for me. How? <laughs> How? I don't know. Uh,
2: well, we we win three games. I'll be happy because I'm I'm actually in the race for for EMU. I mean, you might win. <laughs>
0: I'm in competition at least. They might lose out. There's <laughs> there's no way around it. All right, we're gonna take a break now. We'll get back to football. That was, was one text and it, it mentioned basketball. <laughs> that was and it the only the text road. we read the whole. I knew it was going to happen. I've just, just
3: been sitting here like Mike's just getting redder
2: and redder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't want to
0: do this. I didn't
2: even get a chance to rant hardly. <laughs> Just football <laughs> coming up in
0: hour number 2. Keith wins in the house. Keep it locked right here on the Mike Rutherford show on 1450 and 961 the big X. <laughs> An hour of the Mike for show. Fourteen fifty, nice. one won the Big X. We got Keith Winning in studio today. I promise we will try to keep this hour more fully focused <laughs> on football after basketball. Uh, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> Nearly derailed the entire show with one text. Yeah. I'll, I'll start. I'll start with a football topic. Okay. Can we can we let everyone know who won the pickem between the two of us?
0: Oh, that's right. It is Friday. <laughs> so because we didn't do a pick'em last week because I was sick, you win by one. Yeah! <laughs> Unless we put it all on Army-Navy this all, all, all And it all came down to the Beavers of Oregon State, baby. It did. The only game that we had difference in the— uh, So we didn't pick games two of the last three weeks because you were gone and then I was sick. Yeah. Uh, so, that, yeah, you win by one. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I, I don't know what you win, but you win. You win by
2: one. I just know I won. I feel like the, the dad in Christmas Story when he got the, the leg lamp.
0: We've got, uh, we have a little bit of uh, football news to break here. Uh, Louisville's depth chart for the Fenway Bowl is out. I think most notably it sounds like Malik Cunningham is not going to play in the game. He's not on the depth chart. Uh, we knew Ty and Evans had declared for the draft. He's not on there. And then also Tyler Hudson, the wide receiver, is not on the depth chart. Notable who is on there, though, Ben Perry, who entered his name at the transfer portal. There had been some chatter the last uh, 24 hours or so that he might play in the bowl game. Not necessarily like definitively coming back, but would play in the bowl game and then see I don't know, see how it feels, I guess. See how, see, how <laughs> see what the coaching staff says, and then leave the door open for returning, which would be a huge deal for that defense next season. But he is on the depth chart, so that's good news. But it sounds like it's going to be the Brock Doman show at the Fenway Bowl, so interesting there. Uh, we've seen the last of Malik Cunningham at quarterback, which makes me a little bit sad.
3: Yeah, you know, I was kind of hopeful he he get out there and play and. Uh, but you know, I understand at the same time, you know, he's not a hundred, he's still probably not hundred percent healthy and getting healthy so that he can make sure that he can, you know, help his draft dog as much as possible is definitely what he should do if he's not healthy. So, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of surprised Tyler Hudson's not playing. It's just another opportunity for them to get some, you know, get another game. Obviously, you know, he's in a position where he's got a chance to be able to be a friend, you know, draft pick, or maybe at least a French draft pick. You know, I'm kind of surprised by that, but at the same time, obviously, you know, uh, I think, you know, we all knew, you know, with, with, especially with these guys that come in as one year transfers, they're here for a reason to just, you know, do the best they can and then, then move on. And that's perfectly fine. You know, he, he had a great season, too, but, you know, kind of just was a little bit surprised by that. But Ben Perry playing. I, I, I'm hopeful that Jeff can come in and and hopefully talk in talk, talk him back into staying Uh because it, it felt like last week he was 100 percent on board. Obviously, there's some, you know, there's change, but maybe he can talk men into, hey, our defense can, you know, can use you and you can, you can be a star
2: in our defense as well. So that'd be great. Keith, like, I can assume, and I'm going to, I'm going to stun most my football questions to you because I don't get to talk to you very much. I get to do this, <laughs> yeah. I see this, this goober four times, you know, five days a week. Uh, with, with Tyler's decision not to play, I, can I assume that that means we can answer the question that he's probably not going to come back for next year? Yeah, no, he, he has – I think he
3: does have another year, but I, I don't think that was his – I, I think his thing this his thing this year was I'm going to prove that I can play at this level and then spring use it as a springboard, and that's what he's done. I mean, he's, he's what, one of seven 1,000-yard receivers for Louisville in the history of the program. So, I mean, he, he got to show what he can do. Um, you know, coming back just gives you more opportunity to maybe not have a good season, and the next thing you know, you're 23 or something like that, and then your draft stock is also taking a hit because
2: of that. I just can't imagine he not look at the situation coming in here and think that there's no way I can't improve my stock by staying one more year, even more. It's a I mean, risk. I, unless he's being told that he is, like you said, he's going to go to combine and. I mean, know, he's, he's, he's he's playing in the East-West Shrine Game. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess
3: so. He's you know, that. I mean, I mean even, you know, you can go back to Des Fitzpatrick, who didn't have a great senior year and then went to the Senior Bowl and absolutely dominated. And it, it don't help his draft stock. So Yeah, but he was
2: starting to buy a guy the Titans just fired rightfully, so well, that's true. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you know. But but you know, I mean from a standpoint of where your draft stock is, you gotta strike while the Iron's hot. And, you know, we see it all the time. Guys come back for another year. It's it's even if you have the same year well, then you start getting picked apart. Then it's like, okay, well, what's his 40 time? His 40 time's not going to be good. It's just not. He's not a super fast guy. Well, okay, then it's like, okay, well, you know, he's, he's, he's a little bit slower than we thought. You're just giving more time for people to kind of pick you apart yeah. as opposed to being able to say, hey, this guy had a good season.
0: Let's see what he can do. So uh, it's just the way it goes. By the way, the Netherlands just scored an equalizing goal in the 10th minute of 10-minute stoppage time uh, to tie Argentina at 2-2. Wild stuff happening at the World Cup.
2: Congrats, Scooch. You won.
0: Malik Cunningham also, it should be noted, you mentioned you know, Tyler Hudson getting ready for the, 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 the Senior Bowl. Malik Cunningham is set to play in the Hula Bowl. So I know he's dealt with some injuries down the stretch here, uh, but he will get one last chance to play before doing the combine stuff or you're going through the pro day at UofL and, and making his case for the NFL. But uh, we have seen him in a Cardinal uniform, it appears, for the very last time, which is, is sad.
2: Do you think if Satterfield doesn't take the Cincinnati job, he, Cunningham plays in this game?
0: I don't know. Probably not. I mean, I think this is probably more about injuries than anything else than it is about trying to preserve his draft stock or anything. I mean, he's been he's been beaten up. Oh, he is. I, I think I think that he's probably just like I'm not 100 percent anyway. This game doesn't mean anything. Why should I play for coaches who aren't really my coaches? That,
2: that's what I mean. Like if this was if it was his coaches. Like I mean, not to, I mean, be million, but I mean,
0: is he? He's not playing for draft stock. I mean, he's not. He thinks he is, though. In, in his uh, mind, I'm sure that's. He, I'm sure he's focused uh, on giving it his, the best shot.
2: So I mean, I'd want. I mean, that's. okay. I don't think. Yeah, I just. I. I. I like. I like to. I like to see, assumingly think, if Satterfield stayed, he would be playing. But I completely understand with the coaching staff, and you don't know. You know, we don't what coaching staff we do have. Him not wanting to go out there, and but I don't know. It was, it, it, you've been you spent your last seven years here, man. I mean, you've been the Van Wilder of, of, of the campus. I mean, you just – maybe this is your last hurrah. I mean, now our last memory is him getting slammed to the ground by Kentucky, which is kind of a, his career in a nutshell. Uh,
0: Texas says, 502-414-1450. Hi, Keith. Great to hear you today. Can you offer some insight into Austin Reed? Uh, Austin Reed's the, the West Kentucky quarterback who was highly sought out uh, last year coming out of D2, put up some monster numbers for West Kentucky this past season, is in the transfer portal. And is widely rumored to be making the move to Louisville at some point.
3: Yeah, I'm, I think it's a great fit. I think the thing with uh, with Justice, need immunity guy that can get the ball out quick and play in that kind of fast paced, uh, quick game where you're throwing the screens and short passes and whatnot. But I think the other thing about Reed that I, I liked when I watched, I haven't watched a ton of him, uh, but I watched a little bit of him, is he can throw the ball down the field well uh, with some really nice accuracy. You know, you know, drop the drop it in the bucket, so to speak. So, you know, the the big difference between, you know, Satterfield's downfield passing game and Jeff's is is you're going to see more contested catches, throwing the ball down the sideline as opposed to Scott scheming open guys running open in the middle of the field, right? You know, where we saw Tyler Harrell, you know, last year especially, just getting, you know, just running deep posts and things like that uh, and deep crossers. Jeff kind of throws a lot of stuff at you, but his deep, his deep game is usually – down the sidelines where you've got to have that accuracy to put the ball uh, between the sideline and the, and the cornerback. And uh, Reed has shown that, at least in the little bit I've watched. Um, I think that, you know, the other thing I think is a positive, my thinking has been that, hey, you need a one-year guy. You know, you if you can get Pierce Clarkson in here, you've got a couple young guys that you can work with, and then you bring in a guy that you can have the start, have a starter for next year, and then you have an opportunity to say, okay, these young guys, let's see what they can do. And then you also have a full year of really evaluating that to see do I need to really go after another portal quarterback? You know, the recruiting aspect of it with it when it comes to quarterbacks is going to be so hard now because Louisville's not in a position to just keep landing high level high school quarterbacks. It's just, you know, these kids, you got Florida getting, you know, Jaden Rashada, who's a top five quarterback this year, and they get another top five quarterback next year. I mean, that's still going to be the way it goes. You know, I, I don't think that the, the, Uh, the parity in recruiting is going to translate to quarterbacks like it does other positions. So they're going to have to always use the portal. But when you have some young guys that you want to see if they can develop, getting a year with them off the field or maybe just getting, you know, a little bit of time on the field as opposed to throwing them in the fire is what they need to do. So I think that it's a perfect situation to get a grad transfer. And I think he's probably, I mean, when it comes to portal quarterbacks right now, I'd put him in the top five of the guys available. So if you can bring in one of the top transfer quarterbacks, and I'd take him over some other guys that maybe some people think hire, Specifically, a guy like Brennan Armstrong, who's a turnover magnet. You hate Brennan Armstrong. I hate, you I, hate I, it. He's just not nearly as good as people make it you seem. Don't to like me. him. You don't the like the guy. Him. Is you know, he just turns the ball over too much? And you know, to me, that's another aspect. Is that you know, Louisville's you know not. Louisville has to still keep that some of the things they were doing a little bit better on the side of the field, like not turning the ball over and whatnot. You're still gonna have to do that stuff. And you know, Jeff's teams at Purdue quarterbacks turn the ball a little bit more things like that you can do that when you run a ton of plays but you still want to have some of those things that they did better here over the last couple of years you want to see some of those things continue read from what i've seen uh quick quick release can put the ball you know down the field on the money but i think the other thing he has that ability to kind of spread out and I, and that kind of you know pass heavy spread you know uh you know that that that, that jeff likes to run um, and I think he'd be a good fit, you know, and hopefully it does sound like, you know, they probably have reached out and maybe he's a guy that they're going to be looking forward to come in.
0: It sounds, I, I think he's going to be here next year. Yeah. I was talking to uh, my buddy, my buddy, West, whose dad is the play by play guy for Western Kentucky. And Wes was like, He's very good. Like Austin Reed's very good. He also single-handedly lost us the Indiana game by, <laughs> in like the last 40 seconds as my wife was giving birth to our firstborn child. He's like, he's like, so I kind of hold that against him, but he can definitely sling it. He's like, he's like outside of that, you're going to enjoy Austin Reed. He's a, he's a very good player. Who should fit uh, Jeff Brom's system very well. You mentioned Brennan Armstrong, who you hate. Um, kind of along that same note, our guy. Robert and I, who you, Trevor and I were, were very much at the forefront of the a die movement. This guy just makes offenses great wherever he goes. He does. Lost some steam in the second half of the season, but that's okay. He is making the move to his third ACC program in three <laughs> years as NC State hires him away from Syracuse. I don't know. Every coach is leaving Syracuse. Yeah. I don't know what happened does there. You he think he's a quarterback
2: or something in the portal or something?
0: The ACC loves incestuous behavior. Like, we, <laughs> we love – I mean, look at our, our women's basketball program has taken like, – if you're a good true, ACC player yeah. – And like you light us up, like it's the worst thing that could possibly. Because Jeff Jeff Walls is like, all right, cool. Guess what? You're playing for us next year. He does it every year. And now we're seeing the same stuff with quarterbacks. We're seeing the same stuff with coaches. Like it's like we just don't know that that sports exist outside of the Atlantic Coast. It's Like they're playing
2: Secret Santa
0: or something. It's very, it's very strange. It's like, give me the iPod. It's every bad like workplace like like sitcom where they only date like The Office like. They only date each other. Nobody has like significant others outside of the office. Uh, it's kind of how the ACC functions. But Robert and I is going to NC State, which I mean, he's done well wherever yeah. he's gone. For the I most mean, he's part. got a really good
3: quarterback to work with. MJ Morris is going to be great. I mean, he looked really good. You know, Louisville got to avoid playing, him, which was a positive. But uh, you know, I think that's the thing. You got everybody needs to get quarterback. I mean, you know, we we just talked about Jeff being you know bringing in a grad transfer. You need a good quarterback to win win games in college football. Uh, and NC state, Amen. I think they need to, I think also their offense is God. All, it was all Tim Beck is, is going to be a head coach. He's over. He's at what, uh, not Liberty, but, uh, coastal Carolina now, maybe he'll be a, he, he'll be a good head coach and maybe he'll give up his offensive of play calling duties, but man, his offenses are so dull and so boring. And I think NC state need a little bit, something a little bit better. Uh, cause their defense is great. But yeah, to your point though, Syracuse lost their D corner and office coordinator like the same day, I think. Yeah. Um, Really surprising. I don't know if maybe, you know, I know that Dino's been mentioned to maybe replace Jeff at Purdue. I, I don't know, but uh, he also probably, if he does get an offer, he needs to get out of Syracuse before he gets fired.
0: We, we were talking about the the depth chart coming out, it not having Malik Cunningham or Tyler Hudson, uh, it having uh, Ben Perry still listed. The coaching staff, we mentioned that the, the team had its second practice today. They had one offensive coach uh, hold, held over. Uh, two defensive coaches held over. Uh, if you actually look at it, they still have D. Rell Simpson still listed on the, the the roster for the coaches. He's going Cincinnati. We know that now. But the other three that we mentioned earlier are the only other full-time coaches that are still listed. Mark Ivey, the defensive line coach, Greg Gasparato, the all, uh, outside linebackers coach, and then Josh Stepp, the tight ends coach. Outside of that, they have 11 quality control coaches listed. <laughs> this team they're gonna be controlled the hell out of. Like, like, this will be the most controlled team in the history of bowl season. There's nobody's getting out of line. It's gonna be fantastic. But like Jeff Popovich is there? I'm like, is that, is that, is that an actual Popovich? Is that do we have a do we have a Spurs connection? Now you got Tim Conner, Jacob Brandon. Shout out to all these guys. They deserve to have their names right on there. VJ Stingley, John Law. They're not listening. They don't care. Caleb Fuller, Seth Price, <laughs> Zeb Spear, Jacob Brandon, Curtis Fitch, and Larry Dace, The quality control coaches. Give Zeb Spear a full time gig. Just just for the name alone.
3: Zepp Spear might be calling the offense on, on, in the game. He's the most tenured if we win, guy that they have. Full time job. Yeah. He was the backup quarterback at App State. He's been on staff for a while. I've, that's my guess is who's actually gonna be calling the plays in the, in the game.
2: He's gonna do, be do, do the MVP of the, the uh, coaching staff get to actually take the Kagan cake nails home for themselves this time. I think it be kinda cool. Only if we win. I mean it was already sitting in some
3: grad assistants
2: basement anyway. Jeff
3: Jeff Popovich, former bachelor contestant. Ooh! That is your random Whoa. thing of the
0: day. One of these guys is going to beat out Vince Barron for a job. He yeah. went to Vanderbilt. He uh,
3: he he was he was <laughs> he was a it. guy. I think he was a guy <laughs> doing <laughs> by special by teams this it, year. Right, yeah. He was a special teams coordinator at Georgia Tech before he came came here. Um, I have random knowledge about these. I, I, I love. I, it. I keep up with these guys because it is interesting to me, but also. Like I said, I, I I think these guys do a lot of work behind the scenes that we never see, and especially cuz we never got to go to, you know, practice. So you don't really get but they do a lot of work. Jake Brandon was the guy that coached the outside linebackers at well, during Court Dennison's suspension last year. You know, like these guys have done some work for Louisville. I'm not saying they're going to be the reason why they they pull off the upset or anything like that, but like I said, I think they do do a they do have a role that we don't really get to see, but some of them have had to step up before and do some things when guys are left and stuff like that before. So yeah, like I said, I'm glad they're at least giving some, some kind of recognition. I hope they do more because these guys are doing something that, you know, it's kind of thankless, too. They're they're done after the game, you know.
0: Zeb fear does not follow me on Twitter. So that's <laughs> strike one. I <laughs> won't
2: even check to see if he follows me. So
0: uh, we're, we're, uh, I, don't, I don't know how I can feel about it. Texas says, all this talk about the offense, let's ask the real questions. What does Jeff's D look like? Um, <laughs> I know you're very interested, Keith, in what what – Coaches we're going to bring in here, how the de- the defense looks. It's uh, the numbers at Purdue weren't terrible at times, but they mm-hmm. probably we, we want to see an uptick there. We know Ron English is coming, and there's some some mixed thoughts there just based on the history that we have with him, uh, which was not all bad. I mean, there was a time where we wanted Steve Craigthorpe fired and Ron English to be the the interim head coach. True, and then like he it didn't happen. And then he got a head coaching job and it went horribly. So I think people kind of are, are a little bit jaded by that.
2: It was a time when I thought my bowl cut was cool.
0: But what do you think <laughs> defensively? What, what do you want to see Jeff Brom get done? What do you hope happens over these next three, four weeks ahead?
3: Well, I think one positive, I, I, I took a look at their defense a little bit. I still, I, I spent a little bit of time last night trying to just start delving in the stats, but, uh, and I watched a little bit of a game. Uh, honestly, to answer your question, it was about whether or not they do, they play under center sometimes and they do sometimes, which is good. But from a defense standpoint, I think you know they run kind of like a a three, three, five slash you know four, kind of look. Uh, so I, I don't think, I think that Louisville's personnel should translate, which is a positive. Uh, at least it seems like it could. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is they got a little bit better this year. Um, but I, I think that the, the, the biggest thing is it's kind of lacking that aggression that we've kind of been begging for and finally got this year. Uh, you hope that maybe you know, just from a, a a player standpoint, maybe that'll translate to a little bit more uh, of a pass rush and things like that. But you know, it, it leaves it, it leaves some things to get to be desired. Let's be honest. I mean, but I think one other thing that's a positive is that they were pretty good about keeping teams out of the end zone. A little bit more, you know, bend, bend, but don't break. Which Louisville was bend, don't break this year. They 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 let up yardage, but they stopped people from scoring, and that's important. That's all that matters. is stopping teams from scoring, and Purdue pretty did a pretty good job of that. But you see some games where, I mean, they gave up like ten yards of play in Nebraska this year, and it's like Jesus Christ, like that's yeah. that's just it. It worries you. And then, th- you know, that was a stretch of three games where they gave up at least seven yards per play in all three games, and you know, you you wonder, okay, is this is this a scheme thing? Is this this maybe their personnel? Their personnel doesn't jump out at you at, at Purdue, so then you worry about, okay, are they able to recruit defensive players? That was a huge issue with Bobby Bertrino when he got here, was that. He just—that's not where he's, you know, at his best—and you just you worry about it. But yeah, you know, I think from my standpoint, I think the thing is, is, is my expectations are high, and I, I expect them to come in and keep things going. But at the same time, I want to give it time if it doesn't go right. You know, I don't—I I, want to make sure that okay, well, if it's not going right, can he make some changes, things like that? But yeah, you know, I was hoping that they—he would he would maybe say, "I'm going to make a splash higher. I've heard that it's. Uh, system pools about 5.5 million, mm-hmm. that's outstanding. Because that's when when they when it gets to the point where if he has to make a change, then you can make a splash hire. And, you know, uh, Chris Brown, you know, was a smart football on Twitter who I think still blocked has a <laughs> And <laughs> I don't still know why. why. I, I still have no idea why. <laughs> so he made a point the other day that it was fair that he's made some good hires at sometimes, and sometimes he's made some really questionable hires. So, you know, especially when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. So I think that's the thing is that, you know, with maybe a little bit more more cash to play with, a, a better. I mean, I don't want to get into who has a better program thing. Louisville's better than West Lafayette. Maybe mm-hmm. you know some guys will be more willing to come. You get a little bit more exposure here. Maybe some guys will be willing to come and maybe see if they can jump their career uh, or, 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 or you know make that jump ahead. You look for all of that stuff because I, I, you know, you just at some point you know he had Jamarcus Shepard as his wide receiver coach, who was you know a part of their recruiting success early on. You know he's out of Washington now. He's our associate head coach. That guy's a great recruiter and also really good at developing wide receivers. And so, you know, you know he's got he's got an eye for some guys, but he hasn't really been able to hold on to them. And he switched defensive corners, I think, three or four times in six years. It's just a worrisome situation. But I think that everybody, I would say, I don't say I don't want to tell anybody how to fan. I would say, yeah, you want the results to be great, but at the same time. I don't think it's going to be a thing where like oh they got to get rid of this guy immediately yeah, yeah you want to you know you want to give them a chance to see if things can, can improve because their defense was was
2: okay this year there was, oh. it, it wasn't great but it was okay as long as steven's corner was what was that holt when he the guy yep. that came he away? when he first got there yeah, yeah. He much was, the chagrin of a lot of people yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah i think he was determined to keep him while his son was still playing middle linebacker i think <laughs> yeah. that's what it was. And that's uh, that's the other thing
3: I, I i do think that you know with the portal you're able to really change and help your roster. I think that Louisville's talent is solid on defense. I think they're gonna to have to add some portal guys just because there's some things are gonna to have to show up because you're losing a lot. But if you can do that, then you're able to your talent can kind of overtake any, you know, some of these other issues. And that's what that's what you want to see. And he's got time in the portal to add some guys that I think can really help them, uh, you know, really not take a back step on the defensive side of the ball or at least a
0: huge back step. Texas says, remember when Bobby with Lamar lost to Mississippi State in a bowl game who had a bunch of GAs? This this happens at least like once every bowl season Mm -hmm. where a team has like no coaches and they're playing with a third-string quarterback and they win it. You know, they're like, they're coached today by – Make a wish, kid. Like, it's, it's like and you're, and you're like, this is a crazy story. Like, how is this even possible? I'd watch that game. I feel like it happens. They're, they're, they're like, not only is Dave Wanstead gone, but they've like he's, his entire staff has gone. They've taken two fans and the the dad of one of the players, and they're coaching this team. And I'm like, how do they even know what plays to run? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I guess the team just does it on their own. And like, they end up winning the game. And I feel yeah. like it happens every bowl season. Well, I the, the funny thing- Wanstead
3: getting in their job as a make a wish. The <laughs> funny thing about this is before before Satterfield left. Like, this was turning into another Mississippi State thing because Mississippi State's quarterback is out for the season. They're playing their redshirt freshman quarterback who hasn't played well. When Louisville played Mississippi State, they had lost, what, two quarterbacks? And Keaton Thompson – Who's now a wide receiver, started a yeah. quarterback in that game. Straight the face. And yeah, and and, and their misses they're uh, I forget it. I forgot, I, to, forgot you got, That's that's why he didn't play. He got
0: yeah. punched in the face the first ball practice. <laughs> that's crazy. I forgot yeah. about that. And then oh, you I have did. um
3: <laughs> and then, you know, their their coach their coach who left they're coached by their coach by the running back coach in Cincinnati. I'm like, Well, their their secondary coach is coaching the team. They've already their offensive coordinator quit because he wasn't given the job and I'm like, Okay, well, this is turning into one of these situations yeah. where they're gonna go into this game and get beaten by a team that's just hobbling in essentially and then it just turned into a nightmare scenario where everybody's you know, We're both like, yeah it's all over the place so i think it's still cut kind of, it's, it's interesting because it is a perfect perfect analogy to that that 2017 game which of course
0: lost let bob huggins coach one team let denny crumb coach the other one like like just get him out there go for it'll it. be fine. yeah it's gonna happen uh texture says i'm late so you might have said this already but do you think jeff tries to look nationally at all to go get some big names for assistance it doesn't. It doesn't sound like it. I mean, based doesn't, on he, at least he, it, for the the primary roles. Yeah,
3: he did a. He was all, he did a uh, interview with a uh, two four seven Jody Jody Dimlin, and um, I think he he made it sound like you know after the bowl he's expecting his staff to come down but I'm gonna use this time to to look out you know to look at the current staff here as well as you know nationally, which makes it sound to me like I I would think more than anything, I think and I, I've said this multiple times now. I think they're going to look to expand their recruiting uh, room and expand their support staff to be competitive with other schools. I mean, you look at—I think it was Florida has 68 people in their support staff and whatnot, and that's insane. You don't need that, but also, you know, it wasn't but a couple of years ago. It was just Pete Knott in that recruiting room and a couple other, you know, you know people who weren't at the level that he is, where you can say, hey, these are recruiting coordinators. I think they're going to look to do that, and I think that's where he might look to 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 be looking more outside. I would I would imagine. At least the vast majority of his staff is just going to come, and they're going to, they're going to, you know, come down, and you know that's fine. They they went eight and four. They they just they just won their division. You know, even though I might have I wanted some maybe some fresh blood, maybe look outside, but at the end of the day, you get a coach that comes from another power school that just won
0: the division. You get they 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 all deserve the chance to come here and show that they can do it here. I think the one spot that people were looking at when you're talking about splashy coordinator hires would have been defensive coordinator, yeah. and we now know Ron English is coming with yeah. him because even if. And as some people have asked, you know, what's up with Brian taking the interim job? Like, is he going to come? My understanding has been the only thing that would keep Brian from coming with Jeff to Louisville would be if he got the full-time job at Purdue, which I think he would absolutely take. Yeah. And I do think he's a candidate. I don't think he's the top candidate. I think it's, it would be one of those if they swung and missed on a couple of guys and then Brian does well in the weeks ahead and they, you know, they play well in the Citrus Bowl, he would get a look at that point. But if that doesn't happen, I think he comes here. And even if Brian didn't. It's not like you're going to be able to lure one of the top offensive minds in the country right. to get that spot because everybody knows. I mean, Jeff calls the plays. So yeah. It's very much a Satterfield situation where he'll have an offensive coordinator, but he is the guy mm-hmm. basically running the offense. Yeah. So that's kind of
3: well, you know. Yeah. I think at that point, the only thing you can hope for is that you know there's some there's some you know quarterback coaches out there that are looking to be a part of an offense that then they can look to spring. It's all about you know when you're an assistant, it's all about putting yourself in a position where you can now take this and working in something else. I mean Lance Taylor came here as an offensive coordinator knowing that he was going to be in line for some head coaching jobs. Now he's a head coach. I mean so it's all about how you can grow your career. There might be some quarterback coaches that might say, you know, yeah, I'll go and I'll I'll take the tag of an offensive coordinator. I'll help, you know, they do work. They game they game plan, they help. There's an aspect to that. But it's all just to be able to say, "Hey, now this is going to help me springboard into a head coaching job." And sure. you know, I think there might be some guys out there that'd be willing to do that. But you know, I think that Brian knows the offense; he knows how to, he knows how the the system works; he knows how Jeff wants things done. I think that stuff's very important. And like I said, year one, I'm fine with them not doing anything different. But if you know, as time goes on, I just want to make sure that they that he's willing to, you know, move on from people, but also then go out and get some real names to come in here and help them out.
0: Tiles in college football are hilarious because yeah, so, yeah. Like, you know, we've had co-defensive coordinators the last several years, but nobody has been like, man, Court Dennison's defense is really letting us down. <laughs> nobody this year was like, man, Wes McGriff's defense. Like, it's been Brian Brown's defense, and we've yeah. known who's been like, you know, they may be co, but it's like, it's more like assistant to the yep. defensive coordinator. Yep. It's, it, it, you know, it's, it's a it's a way to pay people more money. Exactly. Yeah. That's how it's going to keep working. Uh, Texas says, speaking of Pete Nocta, do you all think he will be retained? It's been the, the million dollar fan question for the last couple of days.
3: It's funny. I I, I thought about actually reaching out to him and just asking, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, I just I've I've kind of left alone because I mean I'm sure he's busy because he's he's still he's still working. He's yep. under contract. Um, I'd be absolutely shocked if 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 they moved on from Pete, especially with the what he's built here like I I will give this man the credit that I think he hasn't gotten over the last few years he when he became the recruiting coordinator like I said it's just Pete and he's out there and you know the recruiting wasn't great early on but you know he's doing a lot of work just trying to keep up with it all and, and get things going and they finally built that room what he did with the California guys did not start last year and you know, you have guys, these California guys who were who taking up for him at, at earlier this year. is like, you guys need to realize this isn't a fluke. He's put in the work to get to the connections and the relationships out there in California. And then Pete Thomas was able to come in and, and essentially get it off the ground to the point where it is now. But, you know, Pete notta done a lot of work to build what they do, uh, work well with huh. his team, uh, you've got Carolyn you know uh, McMurray tart who does who does work and the, and they've they've really built this into a, a real recruiting room now to me, you keep him if you want to do something different then you make it work around what Pete's already done to scrap that all for a guy who has been here he's been bleeding Louisville for his you know since he's what nineteen years old yeah. I, I can't imagine you pass on that with, especially with what he's done uh, to me, it's about Bringing in some new blood also to to help with what they already have because it's it's still not a huge recruiting room. It's two two three what four guys I think. Carter Wilson just went to Cincinnati, so now you're down to three people. You need more than that in your recruiting room. So you bring who you ha- who you want from Purdue and and you and you make it work with what Pete's already built. Uh, I just think it would be a poor decision to, to just scrap that for no real good reason.
0: I can't guarantee that Pete Knock is going to be retained. I think he will be. What I can tell you is I know for a fact that. Jeff and Pete had a direct conversation before Jeff was announced as the full time head coach. So they have been in contact. I think that there's probably a plan in place for him to stick around. I assume Pete wants that. I think Jeff wants that. Yeah. We'll find out the days to come. But yeah, that, that would be something that I think would make every U of L fan happy.
3: Also one random thing, because all these coaches left, Pete could hit the road. He can be out there in California with Jeff tomorrow if that if they so choose. Um so that's one thing that, you know, kinda keep in mind until they bring on ten full staff members. You can add your guys that are off the field into recruiters into recruiting, and Pete can go out there. and I know he he and DeAndre Moore have a pretty good connection. Uh, DeAndre's mentioned him multiple times in, in interviews. That might help Jeff when he's out there to to essentially you know help with the introductions too. You know he doesn't know all those guys, so that, uh, hopefully he can. He should be able to. Hopefully that's part of the plan.
0: Uh, five hundred two circle by the way just tweeted we received a large five figure donation. Nice, it's all happening. It's all that's happening. So- uh, we'll take a break. When we come back here, more of your texts at 502-414-1450. We'll try to keep it football-centric because Keith Wynn is here. He'll remain here for the uh, for one more segment. It's the Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford show. It continues next right here on 1450 the Big X.
1: Start talking trash and I'll come with my Smith & Wesson A little competition comes my way What about it always winds up the same But the stone that the builder refused Shall be the cornerstone there ain't nothing wrong Ain't
0: nothing right Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and nice. one The Big X. Hopefully your weekend is off to a good start or close to it. Money again if you have heating problems this winter, only one place to call our guys over at AirServe. If you have a heating problem, middle of the night, nobody else is around, AirServe is going to be there for you. You can call them any hour, any day. They have technicians available 24/7. They're like EMTs for your HVAC. Just give them a call at 502-264-9662. You can also visit them online at slash Louisville. The spelling is A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V dot com slash louisville the phone number one more time 502-264-9662 air serve louisville's home team um we got keith winn in studio for last segment he's got to get out of here he's got more important stuff to do which is fine he's <laughs> he's going to summit keys get drunk he's gonna he's gonna have classic friday night classic keys i'll tweet through it it's fine yeah well Are you're, you're, not, you're not hanging out till showman he's no he's until till five Oh, I didn't know that. You get to know. fire off those takes in the last hour. Woo, yay! <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're excited. Uh, we have Keith here. If you have questions for him, hit him up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Football only, please. Please. Because I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it again. Uh, Texter says, See, I'm skipping right over all your basketball questions. Do we know the numbers for the coaching staff salary yet? Also, do you think Brahms' staff salary will be higher than SATs if we want to expand the recruiting room? it would almost have to be higher by default. You mentioned that this is a little bit earlier.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know uh, what Sats' uh, assistant pool was, but just off the top of my head, I mean, even even when they got to, I think Brian Brown got to like 900000 or something like that, I mean, that's still less than what they were you know, paying uh, Petrino's uh, coordinator. So I don't, I think it's higher. If it's 5.5, 5, the way and I, I read a tweet, I, 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 I want to say Alan Thomas I was scrolling this morning. I want to give the credit to the person because he said that he looked it up and it's the second highest in the ACC is what he said in his tweet. That's good. I can't confirm that because I, don't, I haven't seen it. But if that's the case, I mean, if you think about it, that's what, half a million dollars a coach. Um, so if if you're looking at, you know, being able to get million-dollar coordinators, I mean, you know, these, these coordinators are up at $2 million now. So you've got to be able to compete with them. And if you can, you know – I think from from a standpoint, you can obviously go out and maybe get a get a high price coordinator. You know, you, you know, you look at guys like Jim Leonard who who just left Wisconsin. That's the type of level you want to be able to get a splash coordinator hire, what's going to cost you a million and a half dollars a year. So uh, I think he has the money to do that because you're usually going to have a couple guys that are making a lot less than that and making you know you know more of kind of you know, want to say your minimum, so to speak. But I think the bigger thing is with your support staff. That's that's more of, that's Josh Hurd being able to say, hey, I'm going to. You know, just invest in your program. So that's outside that assistant pool. That's that's just support staff. And that really comes from the athletic department. Uh, Josh Hurd, if he wants to do that. And that's where, you know, I think that, you know, uh, what was it, two years ago is when they really started ramping up for that. Uh, they were able to go out and get the guy that ended up going to Georgia. Then they got Aaron Hodges, and he went to TCU. And then they went down and got John Heron uh, who, uh, who who might have intercepted Raekwon Atkins in the airport on his way to his, his Cincinnati uh, official visit that. today, I which is hilarious. Yeah. I really hope that's the case, and they didn't just happen to run into each other. I hope that he did it on purpose because that is just absolutely hilarious to me. Um, but that that comes from Josh Hurd, and I think that you know that's something that I would hope that he and uh, he and Jeff would be able to you know work out because you know you make this hire, you 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 decide that we're going to do this, we're bringing Jeff Brown home. You've got to make sure he has the support he needs, and recruiting is a lifeblood of your program. And I think Jeff knows that. I think that Jeff saw great recruiting success early on at Purdue, and saw his offense, you know, running, at, you know, at, at a high level. Uh, his defense—they've got some NFL guys they were able to get early on, and that has fallen off. And I don't think he's stupid. I think he knows that he needs top, top you know, top players, uh, not only to 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 win games, but also to attract other top players. Um, and, I, you know, that just comes from Josh. So the assistant pool is where you get the coordinators and, and the, you know, the splashy position coaches that are maybe high-level recruiters and things like that. But the recruiting room is going to
0: come down to Josh Hurd, uh, you know, deciding if he wants to invest in it. I have a trivia question for you. Ready? Sure. How many Power 5 head coaches are head coaches at their alma maters? Ooh. That's a good one. Because Jeff Brom, I don't know if you guys knew this. He played here at U of o. <laughs> He was a quarterback. <laughs> Had a couple brothers who played here as well. Did Kirby
2: Smart play at Georgia? Yes.
0: Kirby Smart did play at Georgia. That's one. Promise two. I know three off the top of my head. Pat Fitzgerald is the other. Pat Fitzgerald is three. Pat Fitzgerald
2: still Northwestern. (laughs) No, he's never leaving. (laughs) You've got... uh... (laughs) He broke his leg there. He's like, I'm staying. I don't want
3: to take up too much time, but I'm thinking...
0: It's more than... Oh, Harbaugh. Harbaugh is four.
2: It's more than I thought to be... uh, little hint. So we're just missing. Like, can you give us the conference in the last one? Well, there's, there's, it's not, there's, I didn't say it was five. I was going to say I, yeah, I, there's... I, the
0: question was how many do you think there are? Oh,
2: I thought this was five. I'm sorry.
0: No, it's out of Power Five schools. Oh, that's where I got confused. I'm going to
3: guess because I can't think of anywhere. I'm going to guess eight, ten. Wow.
0: Is the correct? I mean, think about it. Because how many Power Five schools are there? Is what about fifty? Six, Some sixty-five. Sixty-five. Okay. That Still, better. that's a fairly that's a high like, percentage. I want to know the other uh, six now. So, <laughs> Jeff Rahm at UofL. My,
3: brother, my brother's texting me hints. <laughs> <Is he? laughs> Shout out to Ken. He probably yeah. wouldn't have he he gotten it right. Yeah. It the, the better win. Mario Cristobal.
0: Was Mario Cristobal. Oh, yeah. So, Jeff Rahm at UofL. Mario Cristobal at Miami. Kenny Dillingham at Arizona State. Oh, I forgot about him. Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. How could you forget Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State? Yep, oh, yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of
3: the Big 12 schools, and I was thinking Texas.
0: Harbaugh at Michigan. Now new coach Brent Key at Georgia Tech. Yep, yep. Clark Lee at Vanderbilt. Kirby Smart at Georgia, and then Jonathan Smith at Oregon State, who I didn't even know existed. Jonathan Smith
2: is—he's a good one too, man. And the Arizona State one just
3: hired him. Just My brother's like old roommate coaches on his staff, and I'm still—I didn't even think of Oregon mm. State. That's bad. So they, they so, want me to pick him. So I have to—I to, to, I, I, I had a buddy call me out. He's like, "You got to give me credit for this." So last time I was on, we were talking about Satterfield not getting the fans to really buy in, even though they had, had that big win over Wake Forest. And mm. I was talking about a buddy of mine was texting. He's like, "They're still going to lose in Kentucky." He was like, "You got to give me credit for that." like I was like, "Yeah, I got to give credit." So Ty Wilcox, my buddy, he was like, "Yeah, you got to give me credit because I knew it was going to happen." And he was fair. I think there were approximately five hundred thousand right? local fans who had the same thing. <laughs> right? but, he, but but, I, I but called, they all were right. But I gave, I called it out the last time. He's like, "You got to give me credit this time." I told him I give him credit. There so there you go. go. Yeah, I mean, I, I think every little fan was now he better be, like we're going to You he go. better be listening because if not, he's hated. Then you're
0: yeah. never getting a shout out again. I'm so mad I didn't get any of those right. You pulled one out, didn't you? Didn't yeah, you? No, yeah, that was all right. Texas' best day ever. I bought football season tickets this morning for next year, and Trevor's going to eat a, sal- a salad live on air. Well, one of those two things is, is going to happen. <laughs> so, well, no, the second one's going to happen. We just got to set a date. Yeah. Trevor,
3: I, I ate Arby's today.
0: Congratulations. My so God. did
3: I. Yeah, I've heard. Shockingly, I had the uh, the
2: Steakhouse Burger. Did you like it? It's really good. It is. It's I really good. You, it's it's I mean, tasty. Yeah, I was, I was surprised. It's really good. It's it's one tasty burger, as a man once said.
0: Texas <laughs> says, who's the first recruiter transferred to commit to Jeff Brown? Um We've mentioned Austin Reed at Western Kentucky, which sounds, I hate to say, foregone conclusion, but there's a lot, a lot of buzz there. I think Stephen Heron, also who played at Trinity yep. and was a very productive linebacker at Stanford who now is transferring. There's some some positive buzz there. Yep. I can't remember the name of the kid, the four-star defensive lineman, uh, who's currently committed to Purdue, who put on his Instagram some stuff about Louisville yesterday. Yeah, that's, that's the
3: one that they – if they it's Kendrick Gilbert. He's a kid out of okay. Indianapolis. Hopefully 6'5", 300-pound defensive tackle. You can't – they, can, they just lost a 6'7", 300-pound guy in Caleb Banks. Maybe you can get him in there. And then you've got uh, also uh, Micah Carter also tweeted – or put something on Instagram uh, from his visit when he was at Louisville. So uh, local kid at Senex. so they might get some guys there. And I think that Heron is probably a guy that I think I feel like that's it's a fresh start kind of thing for him. But he can come back home and play in a situation where if he was coming and in, in, in having to compete with guys with the old staff might be a little different. But with Purdue coming in with a new staff, he kind of gets a
0: you know he might get to the head of the line so to speak a little bit quicker. Somebody sends in a picture of a zoomed in photo from yesterday's press conference where Jeff Broms holding his cell phone. And it says, in addition to his Honda Accord, I believe that that is an iPhone eight that Jeff Brown's holding there, <laughs> which sounds about. Right. I'll be quite like.
2: I'm surprised it's not a football. <laughs> if Jeff didn't have
0: to have a smartphone, I don't think he probably would. I don't. I, I can see him being one of those guys who's like, I'm just landline, landline only. We got to call me. I don't text anymore. <laughs> but he's got to do. What he's got to do. But I think I don't know what mine is. Mine's like my, my case is all cracked. It's doing the thing now where it's like, you know, the Apple scam is kicking in. It's been so long since I've gotten an update that like stuff's just randomly not working at all like my storage so i think i've got like i think mine's like an eight too
2: mine i know well i know i've got a 13 pro just because i had to get it last year on christmas you got a new one yeah, yeah because it, it died and that was an iphone 7 is what i had so I, I went i guess six years without getting an update Mine might
0: not be that old mine i think i've had mine for over three years i think I, maybe it's like a 10 i think
2: before my seven was i think a was a four or something like, i can't and before that was a blackberry that was so bad and it wasn't, I can't even get into how bad that was. These I have No clue what mine is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, kind of, it's somewhat new. That's all I know. All I know is
0: like whenever I get a new one, I'm just like this, this keeps me from going to the Apple Store for another three years. Yeah. The more I'm as, as intimidated as hell. <laughs> Same with the laptop. I'm like, can you just like can you transfer everything over for me? So I can just I, just get yeah. Out of I don't here?
2: choose. I I, make, I let Apple just you know let my phone die and stop getting good battery and. Internet working that makes me have to go and get a new one.
0: Like, well this has the capability of making your own like (laughs) animatronic videos and you can make anime with it. I'm like, look look who you're talking to right now. (laughs) Now, I still have my original iPad from like 2012. Nice. And it's the point
2: where I can't even watch like ESPN app on it because it it won't like register their new like the program it's on. It's like you have to get a newer iPad. Like, okay.
0: (laughs) Texas says, did anyone else notice that Brahm was wearing gray pants when he got out of the car but black pants at his press conference? What happened during the intervening 30 uh, minutes? What is UofL hiding? I think the clip of him pulling up at the Traeger Center was not – I think that was earlier in the day. I think they'd shot that footage because they had the whole thing where he toured the facilities. He shot some promo videos. He met with some of the the, the players and the the, the other members of the staff. I think that he probably changed clothes at some point between – but they did make it seem like he's pulling up. Like, like that we're tracking the Patino car, like, back in the day. Like, here he is. He's making his arrival. the They're pulling up to Buckingham Palace. And I think that, that clip that they put on social media was actually from, like, several hours earlier in the day. So,
3: random note on the, the Patino tracking. I remember my teacher turned the TV on. We watched, we watched it watched in, school. in school. We, we watched well, it in school. It was also kind of funny because Brian is driving one of the cars instead of being in the class that we're in, which I think is <laughs> one of the best things ever. It's like, yeah, literally, it's like, you see it, it's like, oh, I guess we know why Brian's not here today, and he's driving one of the <laughs> Like this is the funniest thing ever. It's like, yeah, this is what this is what we do here in Kentucky, though.
2: I remember we were in yeah, chemistry. I, mean, so old. I was in, I was on a break between my two jobs. Uh, <laughs> I was a, I was a sophomore,
0: so you would have been a senior. Yeah. I was the sophomore. I remember we were in chemistry class, and a buddy of mine who sat in front of me was a U of a fan. But like, we had these little washboards that you had to write for like equations. Mm. I was so bad at chemistry, and it was like uh, <laughs> he wrote down like Patino plus like 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 Louisville equals like '80s glory, and like held it up, and I was like, yeah. And we both had to clean the lab after school, like it was, we had to stay after and clean. I was like, worth it. I don't yeah, care. That's great. Uh, Texas says, did anyone? Um, well, no, that's not the. That's the same one I just had. No. Just, no. See now I've got to skip over all the Vince Marrow and basketball questions. <laughs> We t- stay with those for the next hour. Yeah. I, I, yeah, because people still just want to talk about basketball. <laughs> yeah. Texas, now that the mayor gave Dalai Lama a U of L jersey, that will mean that even though we won't win a game this year in basketball, we will receive total consciousness. <laughs> so we've got that going for us, which is nice. Again, I, I choose to believe because the mayor's already back in town that this happened like earlier in the week. And since it happened, because I said there's only, there's only one or two ways this can go. Either UofL gets all this bad karma out of the way and suddenly we're the good karma program, and the good karma school, or Dalai Lama's dying like this week. So I think scenario one is in play. We've got, you know, we get, get rid of Satterfield, get $2.5 million in the, in, in the process. We get Jeff Brom. We're feeling good. Basketball may win on Saturday. Volleyball may go to a Final Four. I'm choosing to believe this is all Dalai Lama. This program's <laughs> already got
2: a bad reputation for strippers. We can't be the one that killed the Dalai Lama. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, we, people have already judged us from the outside and up as is. Now we got, can't be
0: that school. I have to click on this one because there's a potential that it's a basketball question, but it starts off with a very morbid but serious question. I have to open it up to see what it is. Okay. Very. It's a basketball question. <laughs> What is if the re- it says <laughs> but you probably should have assumed it was basketball. It's also the basketball question that we get at least five times a day. which is, guards? What is the record at the end of the season required for Payne to step down himself, or for Hurd to step in and do something drastic? <laughs> I don't know.
2: I don't. Can we can we get a little chart behind you and mark it for every time we get a question like the, that same
0: question? I mean, yeah, I mean, we have it to the, the year. I don't know if he gets fired after 0 thirty-one. I don't know if it's five and twenty-six. There's not. It's not like football where you could be like. Six and six may not do it. Five yeah. and seven is probably definitely not going to do it. Seven and, like basketball, we don't, it's a totally different situation. It's year one. We've got no idea. It would be a lot easier to discuss if we had a gigantic recruiting class coming in yeah. like we did with football, because look, if we had a top five recruiting class coming in with multiple five stars, you'd be like, Hey, you can lose every game. this yeah, year. We'll we get rid is. of these guys. Yeah. We'll transfer portal it up. We'll bring in the five. And it's, you know, you don't have the recruiting class. Yeah. Not at all. You're a little bit worried about the transfer portal going well because it did not go well last yeah. off season, and because of the NIL stuff, so people are on edge. Yeah, my answer is I don't know. That's, that's a long winded way of saying I can't. I, I wish I could answer. I love how you try to avoid basketball, and it's like it's just just a little tease, and it's like you just it just sets you off. I love it. It's good. Texas said I'd rather see Brock in the uh, in the bowl game. Anyway, I think Brahms going to make Brock a star.
3: Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> what games you've watched. <laughs>
0: I, I, I get the I
3: get the desire, and I think he's shown these little flashes where it's like, man, you can see it, but I think that the, the issue for Brock is his inconsistency comes from the inability to be consistent. It's not a it's not a fluke thing. It's just that's just how he plays. He, just, he, doesn't, he doesn't have the arm. Like yeah.
0: he, I'm sorry. Like, you know, he's, he's got a good enough arm. He makes good throws. I love the way that he stands in the pocket and takes hits, mm-hmm. but he does not have the arm to be a big-time FBS quarterback.
3: I, I think you, know, you can even go back to his Juco tape, which, of course, I've watched. Uh, all the you. all the stuff you see is just stuff you saw there, too. and you have time for wiping know, kids, man? It's, know, <laughs> you, it's insane. I have no clue why my hasn't left me by now. <laughs> she, she can definitely do better, but she doesn't. She chooses not to for some reason. So, I don't know. I keep working with it. But I think that that's the thing. He, you watch the UK game, and they're, the he started the game just flat out not seeing open players. Yeah. You know, those are things that you just can't fix. That's just not really being able to keep up the speed of the game stuff, and that also is just a inconsistent – uh, quarterback which is you just can't have i think you know he, he i hope that he improves and i hope he gets a chance to be the backup or whatever it may be because uh, i think he 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 stepped up when he needs to he won games for louisville this year and and for me if you play well for this team i'm going to always support you no matter what but at the end of the day they've got to
2: get a better quarter they got to get better quarterback play to get over the hump you guys hope that you know Brom is a better quarterback coach in satterfield I mean, he could. If any, I mean, you can you hang your hope on it if you're looking at Brock that he could make Brock a better quarterback than Satterfield could.
3: I think his system is more quarterback friendly too. So well, yeah, there's there's a pot. Like I said, there's a possibility. I just don't see it happening. When you I mean,
2: when you mentioned Malik now on the depth chart, who, who is listed as the backup for the bowl game? Then Evan Conley is it still Evan Conley? And mm-hmm. what about Caleb?
3: Caleb is—he—he he tweeted out that he's sticking Same. around, uh, which is good. He's—but he was—he was set to redshirt. I mean, they decided to redshirt him and hey, you're not playing this year. But they also let him travel with the team. I think they were trying to get him exposure without actually getting him on the field, which is fine. I mean, he's a freshman. I think he can- he, he's a talented kid from what I saw in high school, but. You know, I don't think that he was going to be able to go in there and really run this offense as a true freshman I, I just I, I, I don't I mean that you've got to be really good as a quarterback to come into the college game as a true freshman and be able to play and so it didn't really surprise me I do wish that maybe in a blowout situation you get him on the field because you got four games but yeah. they chose not to do that and I can't say I really understand why but you know I do think that he's going to be able to, if he's healthy in the spring, I think Caleb Johnson will have a chance. I think he fits Brum's system pretty well from what I saw because he has a he has a live arm. He can put the ball on the rope to the sidelines and things like that, and can throw the ball down the field. So, he I think he fits what they do. I hope he gets a chance in the spring to be healthy this time around, and maybe he's a guy that could, that could push for the starting job next year. But I don't see I don't know if playing in the bowl game unless it's a blowout. I'm I'm not sure you really do that, but. Who knows? And he
2: he can play though still redshirt, right? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah he can still yeah. play, yeah. play, yeah. play in
3: And I think the funny thing about it, do whatever you want. I mean, who it's like the it's like the parent your parents are gone. Like whoever whoever's yeah. call, whoever's coaching the quarterbacks, which I think off the top of my head would Ice be cream for breakfast, baby. Kobe Fitch, I think, is the is the guy that's been working with
0: quarterbacks. I mean, he might just say, you know what? I like Caleb better. I can do what I want. I know Conley's says as the backup. My guess would be that if, if something happens to Brock Doman, Nathan McElroy will be the guy who actually comes in, that's the the walk off from Trinity. Because I don't think they're gonna Conley, I think. Because the, the hip injury is, is not going to play. Yeah,
2: but and with healthy, I just don't see if he's if he's healthy. Why not just put him out there? And yeah, me?
0: I don't know if it's a, you don't want to wreck his confidence thing. I don't. I, who yeah. knows? I mean, Text says Keith quote. I don't want to take up too much time. Um, doesn't he know that manners aren't a thing on this show? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny
3: because I am also known as a notorious
0: overtalker when I'm at work. People make it's like a running joke when I go to work.
3: It's like, did you talk for two hours? I'm like, yeah, I'm really bad about it. I know. And when I get on the show, I'm like, no, I'll
0: just I'll just you know sit in the background a little bit. oh that's weird. Texas, when Keith mentioned Brown's nine hundred K price tag, I was definitely waiting for a quote nine hundred thousand too much from TK. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Brown, he they, you know a lot of he deserved the credit this year. I'm sorry, Texas, he,
2: he, is, he I good. wouldn't say it's nine hundred thousand too much, maybe eight hundred fifty five thousand
0: though. <laughs> Texas says uh, Keith is Ron English running a standard four three. What are your thoughts on him? I know you, I'm late to the show.
2: Yeah, it's like a
3: based on the depth chart. I haven't been able to watch any film yet, but it's like a it's like a four two five or like a stand up defensive end. It's similar to what at least on paper, to what UK runs, which is really kind of like a three-four, three-three-five. 4 They play, you know, like a stand-up defensive end. It's kind of like a hybrid, kind of like uh, Weaver, uh, J.J. Weaver at, at UK. That's what it looks like to me. There's two linebackers listed and five defensive backs. So um, I'm not sure if that's – you know, when he was here before, it was a 4-3, um, if I'm remembering correctly, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> and Ron English has been coaching for a very long time, so – He, 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 it might be, but you can't run really a a standard 4 3 anymore. I mean, nobody, everybody runs some sort of nickel type of uh, look, and I think that's what
2: they're going to be running. Do you remember when, like, South Carolina did that where they everybody stood up and everybody was like, what is this crazy defense? (laughs) And and that's like, that's like you said, I want, you said it before I could ask. Does anybody even, to say, do you run a 4 3 in college? Is that, is that it's like the grandpa thing to say now in college pretty, football. Yes,
3: it's pretty rare. I mean, because even if you're even even a three four, well, even if you're running four three or or three four, that that third guy or the fourth guy, the linebacker, is probably going to be a hybrid safety yeah. slash linebacker bandit. slash nickel bandit. Perfect. You know, you know that's what you're really looking for because you have to have guys that can cover. Because everyone is spreading the field out and throwing the ball around now.
2: I mean, that guy that did that defense. That was Ron Cooper. If you remember? Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Spurrier threw him under the bus in the press conference <laughs> after the game.
0: Texas, uh, any chance that Jeff keeps Ivy or Gasparato? I don't think Ivy's going
3: to. I mean, I, I, I yeah. and I like Mario. I think you know he's an app state guy. He's been with with Seth the whole time. So is Gasparato. I think they're. I think they're. I think it's more of those guys are just going to go and follow Scott. I don't think Scott wants to change him around a bunch of stuff, but. One thing to keep in mind, Scott's keeping
0: Kerry Coombs, so somebody's out, and it might be Gasparato. Uh You got to get out of here. We'll let you go. Uh, you Jesus, gotta. sorry. What time I know. It's, it, this is <laughs> how it works. Time flies when you're having fun. Uh, we have one more hour left here. It'll be me and TK for the final hour of the show. Hopefully, uh, you'll be joining us, whether you're in the car or streaming from home. Uh, we got one more hour. Keep it locked right here on 1450, The Big X. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, and it continues after this. Oh,
1: yeah. You if you won't walk with me or back. Lee. Rock from a dub known as reggae music Gonna come down
0: It's been a long, productive week. Doing the TK shuffle here in the studio. Here he goes. Second time this week he's dancing, folks. Oh, oh he almost fell over the chair. He's doing it. <laughs> Welcome to the 5 o'clock hour here with Mike Rutherford Joe. 1450 one. The Big X. Hey, drone. Hope your weekend's <laughs> off to a fantastic start. We're having fun here. It's been a fun week. Why not? One of the things that I've loved about the last couple of days, because you know, there are still people out there after a year and a half who are just finding out that like, I'm back on the radio. Like I've had multiple people in the last few days. It always takes like a big event, a big week. It's like, oh, my God, you have a radio show. Like you like, used to love to listen to you. Like, where can I find it? And one person actually, and I guess he didn't get the joke, but he was like, Is the I I, I can find the stream for the show, but where's the YouTube link? And I just responded with any day now, thinking that they they were playing along with the joke, and they were like, oh cool, like I'll I'll make sure you like let me know when that gets up. I'm like, oh, he really just had no idea about the show, did not get the joke at all, and that's fine.
2: Poor guys, it's going to YouTube every day.
0: But we really could have used the YouTube link there again because you've danced twice this week. One time when you were like on your deathbed on Tuesday. And then today when you're feeling back to like 99% TK. Yeah, I mean, how, how many
2: how, how many times do you get in one week I do the Pee Wee Herman dance and the Jungle Love
0: dance? It's, it's quite a week for the show. This all goes back to Greg Fisher and the Dollywood. I, I got
2: caught up in the wire over here. Like my... I noticed you almost went down.
0: <laughs> I, got, I got nervous for a split second. It was bad. The chair went it's flying almost, a little bit.
2: It's was as bad as when I got caught in the net during the soccer thing.
0: Did you see? So, a couple of people, and by the way, thanks to Keith Wynn for spending a couple of hours there with us. I love everybody now is like, okay, Mike, let's talk basketball. No. You, you, I, I'll talk about what I have to, but I'm not going to make it the focus of the, these last three hours. But people did want your take. Vince Tyre tweeted this morning. Oh, good lord. Great job, at Josh Hurd, getting this done in short order. Happy for a great coach and a great friend in at Jeff Brom. Also appreciate, at Sean Freibert for working out the details. Four additional years of seasoning at Purdue will pay off for years to come in the Ville. L's up. Go Cards. Did he say four additional? I mean... he basically referencing the fact that Jeff turned him down back in 2018, and now is the perfect time. You know
2: this this is where I'm going to one of us in this case has to be the mature one
0: between you and Vince or you and me? between between me and Vince in this okay, situation
2: one you know what Vince you're right good good for you one of us has to be the mature one it sure as hell you it's going to be you you toad because <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing Vince I'm good I'm glad that you're, you you appreciate what we've done because in the end I, I know you're a little fan you just weren't the right man for the job not your fault you didn't you weren't you were giving it, and you'd accept it. You tried. gave it your best, I suppose. But, you know, I'm glad that you, you appreciate that someone is doing the job properly, finally. Trevor. <laughs>
0: Come on. I'm just saying. I mean. The big news of the day on the football side of things, obviously we're still reacting to all things Jeff Brom. It was... It was very cool getting off the air last night, going home, seeing the news, uh, which, by the way, I was on the news again last night. No big deal. Not, not a big deal. <laughs> not, not you know, Just kind of fun going home right away, seeing like my niece being like, just saw you on TV. Uh, but it's very cool seeing all the reaction to Jeff Brom. It very much feels like, again, one of these big-time hires where all the, the energy and the juice is there. With Scott Satterfield, it was more about hope and not knowing. And to be fair, like it was the same thing when Charlie Strong was hired, when, when Steve Cragthorpe was hired, certainly. You... Y- you know, no coach. I shouldn't say no coach. Rarely does a coach lose the introductory press conference. You have to like be just stumbling over your words, and maybe like accidentally call your team your rival team's name for the fans not to be enthusiastic. But this felt like it felt different than the the pressers where you're like, okay, I, I like what he said. I'm hopeful about the future. This felt like such a long time coming. It felt more like the Patino press conference than it did any other press conference in recent memory, where it was like, not only is this guy who we know and who we like, at least we liked Patino when he was coming to our side, but who we've liked our entire lives coming home to coach his team. But it feels like he's going to have success here. It feels like he, like we feel pretty confident that better days for our program lie in the immediate future. And it's been a while since we've kind of had that collective feeling that may be wrong. We don't know. But just seeing all that last night was 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 very cool to watch. But we're still reacting to that. But the big news of today on the football front is the depth chart for the Fenway Bowl is out. Malik Cunningham, not on it, not going to play in the game. Tyler Hudson, not on it, not going to play in the game. Uh, Tyon Evans, we knew, had already declared for the NFL draft. He's not going to play in the game. But Ben Perry, who had previously entered his name in the transfer portal, I think probably the most impactful player who had entered his name in the transfer portal to date, is on the depth chart. And according to multiple people, is going to play in the bowl game. It's not a guarantee that he's going to come back and continue his career at U of L, but he is at least going to stay with the team for the next eight days Hear what the current coaching staff has to say and potentially stick around. And that would be, I mean, he's a very promising redshirt freshman linebacker played a big role this year was our highest rated recruit a couple of seasons ago coming in, um, You'd love to have him stick around because you're losing so much of the linebacker position. Bringing him back would would certainly help the defense. Luke Kandura, the other real contributor who's entered the transfer portal, uh, he's not going to play in the bowl game. He's already gone ahead and committed to Cincinnati, so he'll be following Scott Satterfield up north. What was the name? Luke Kandura, the offensive lineman. He's hurt a lot oh, this year, yeah, but yeah. would certainly have been a starter next year. But he will go to Cincinnati. But those are the the, the big news, and also the 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 fact that we have essentially three coaches right now on staff that have been coaches all season long four if you want to count Dion branch and then 11 quality control coaches yeah on, on the he, here,
2: here's the, the, the this is their way of saying Trevor quit making fun of quality control right
0: yeah I guess remember when it's I called a direct them, shot to you but I called
2: them glorified coffee getters I mean which was a,
0: a bad take by you <laughs> yeah I
2: was I was, I was being a little out. over the top Let's, a little yeah <laughs> I was just being a little I know you're not that bad listen prove me wrong make me eat crow. Make me eat a salad.
0: Well, they don't need to prove you wrong. You are wrong. It's not what they do. <laughs> <laughs> There's no proving you wrong. Uh, you, you're absolutely wrong. Uh, have you seen the news today? This is not local related. We'll get back to the text line in a second. How but- can we have that
2: many quality control people when we had such little quality of your program?
0: Well, now we're going to be super controlled.
2: (laughs) Okay. They were more the control than the quality. They were more focused on control. Than quality. Because we had had good control. In my
0: professional opinion, I'd say let's focus less on the control. (laughs) More on the quality. More on the quality. Yeah. And see how that works out for us in this bowl game. (laughs) Did you see the news that 10 schools, including Eastern Kentucky, have come to an agreement to form a new football-only conference with the stated goal of moving from the FCS to the FBS at the earliest practicable date, uh, practical, practicable date. EKU's in this, UConn's in this, um, Stephen F. Austin's in this, Abilene Christian's in this, Central Arkansas. But FBS is expanding. Maybe this is a playoff thing. Maybe they feel like if if they're going to give one bid to a group of five team, that makes it more attractive to play FBS football. But the more the merrier, I say. Props to EKU, they're going to be an FBS team. And we play them in a couple years. It's a James Madison thing where we schedule them as an FCS bye game, and they're going to be FBS by the time we play them. But that one's a little bit less scary than James Madison. I,
2: I, just for the future record, I don't know if we've established this or not in our short history together. You got to call D one and D two with me still. Well, that's not what it is. I know. I don't care what it is. Like otherwise, I am to... FCS just, is D two. Oh, thank you. FBS just, is D one. Just say D one D two then.
0: Just remember FBS.
2: Well, you just say D
0: one D two. But that's not I what take, they're called. I think we've come to a, a,
2: an impasse here. Because technically, <laughs> technically,
0: FCS football is Division one football. <sighs>
2: All hot tubs or jacuzzis, not jacuzzi. Jacuzzis are hot tubs. I don't know. I mean, just okay. So what was the question about D one and D two again? There's no question. It's just news that. Ten, oh, ten I of, love the news. Yeah, I like of these that. These schools
0: are joining FBS.
2: I, I, Abilene Christian were they not D D one? Whatever it's called now. They are in
0: basketball, not football. Oh, okay.
2: I'm surprised not football because they've got a very good football tradition in 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 that level. I mean. By the way, we have breaking
0: news via uh, Malik Cunningham. They produced some decent NFL players over the years, not including Clint Longley, of course. He wasn't. We mentioned just a second ago. He's not on the the depth chart for the bowl game. But Malik Cunningham has just now put out a statement. Yeah, you you need to be nice when you react to this. I'm gonna be. Ni- I've tried to be nice to Malik his whole career. He is officially declaring himself eligible for the NFL draft. He says that <laughs> I would like to first thank God for all the blessings and the opportunities that I have encountered throughout my life. Thank you for allowing me the ability to play the game of football. I would also like to give thanks to all my family and friends for your love and support. I would like to thank the academic staff for your support all the way through graduation and beyond. Thanks to the coaching staff for pushing me on and off the field to be the best I could be. To my brothers, thank you for the relationships that I will cherish for the rest of my life. Lastly, to Card Nation, Thank you for supporting me through my journey with football, Louisville First, Cardinals Forever. With that being said, after many conversations with God and my family, I will be declaring for the 2023 NFL Draft. I will be opting out of the bowl game and starting my pre-draft training.
2: He's talking to God now. He has a too many Did not mention
0: Satterfield by name. No, he didn't. Or Petrino by name, for that matter, because he did spend <laughs> two years with Bobby. Um
2: As he was referring to, and he said God.
0: Maybe. <laughs> Satterfield. <laughs> no. and, and also, like, yeah, just you— not overly – he gave the fans a little shout-out, but wasn't over the top with it, which is no, you No,
2: know, but, hey, I mean, it's kind of how his whole playing career has been, right?
0: Did you see the story about, like, how his dad – who I know his dad goes to every game, home and away. He's been there every game. He has good. never had a conversation with Scott Satterfield. <laughs> Seems like that should have happened at some time, at some point in time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Of uh, the last couple – over this last
2: week, I don't think you – know, I think I've gotten, like, numb to the, the surprises of things. I'm All the stuff came out that just yeah. was just – well, always does after someone leaves, though. Right? Exactly, I mean, and
0: like we, these are all the stories that we heard from Bobby Petrino. Like players didn't know have, have his phone number; they couldn't. Like he never talked to parents, he never talked to kids. And then we're all like, "Oh, well, Satterfield's going to be totally different. His door's always open. He made it a point to like make himself out to be the anti-Petrino." And then now he leaves, and then the same kind of stuff is coming out where yeah. it's like
2: he didn't talk to anybody. I mean, but Petrino with that stuff coming, out, I mean, you couldn't have been shocked at that because you knew no. even when he was in his, you know, in his day, you heard you heard the stories of you know. You know the, the how practice would go, whether it be him or Paul being, you know the 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 you know Stalin out there on the field or nobody whatever.
0: Nobody thought Bobby two was like opening his doors to players like, on no. Christmas morning just like, because he
2: just because he caddied for his daughter's golf game or whatever. Nobody I mean. thought that was my biggest <laughs>
0: problem with bringing Bobby back. My biggest because I'll be I'll be the first to admit I was not. I was I, questionable. I know some people were against it. I was not totally against it. I, th- I thought there was certainly a good and a bad. I thought the good outweighed the bad. But I didn't care I about uh, about him being labeled as this like new guy and like Tom, you know, put out all the stuff. Like he's changed as a person; he's not who he used to be. I was like, I don't care about that. Like <laughs> I know we're hiring an a hole. Like like yeah. if you're gonna be an a hole, be an a hole who wins games. I don't care that he's caddying for his daughter at golf, ga- like golf tournaments. Like just you know, just don't get in like huge gigantic motorcycle girl trouble, and we'll be cool. Like I. I'm banking that you've changed. Like, I talked about Oscar Braun. I remember he told me, he's like, Yeah, Bobby's changed. And he held up like an inch with his fingers. Like, he's changed about this much. Yeah. I mean, and that, well, I was fine with
2: that. No, I see. I don't even want him to change. Like, I don't want like Major League Two Serrano. I want, I want, I want like Major League One Serrano. Just don't lie to me about it. Yeah. That. I don't want a guy out there not taking practice swings. He's afraid to kill a gnat, you know, and, you know being just all nice. I want somebody who's going to, you know, show he has some marbles. Yeah. But with Satterfield, yeah, that's just the, the, the kind of fakeness that annoys me. It's like, if you. If you're gonna be, you know, a punk or an ale. Just, just be it. Embrace it. Swerve into it. Yeah. Accept it. I mean, but Satterfield was a, clearly seems to be the kind of guy that wanted to be everybody think he was nice and oh shucks and of everybody come over to my you know house on Sunday night for you know cornbread and dinner and and, and in the end it looks like he was more Petrino than Petrino was without the Petrino winning, which is That's
0: I mean, not not a good place to be. No, not a good place to be at all uh uh 502-414-1450 the thornton sax line to cincinnati, by the way well,
2: yeah <laughs> i was i was listening to one of the, the national show on the way here on our channel they were talking to the guy from on three Uh i've been something myself yeah 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 okay talking about how he loves the centerfield move to cincinnati this is a great move for him in cincinnati and i'm like i'm thinking about something like Dude, are you just like reading the back of a Phil Still book or something? I mean, national you, guys love Satterfield. Did you
0: not? I mean, I, I guess. I'm curious <laughs> to see how it goes. Like, I, I'm very curious to see if it works. Like, with, but if you, with, but with if Charlie you're... Strong at Texas, like, I thought it wasn't going to work out well. And But I was like, I don't know. Like, ma- who knows? Maybe he kills it in recruiting. Maybe he crushes it. And then you saw pretty early on, it was not going to go great. I think Satterfield at Cincinnati can be okay. I'll be shocked if it's like playoff good. I'll, I'll be stunned if they're <laughs> back in the playoff under under under, under Scott Satterfield. I'll also I'll be shocked if they're like two and ten bad, but I'm seeing five and seven, six and six, seven and five type seasons for them. In the, I in asked the, in you if you thought he'd be there as head coach in three years from this day, and you you were you couldn't answer yes or no. Yeah, I mean, I, if he goes because again, Cincinnati is going to the Big Twelve. Yes. With the same mindset that we had when we were going to the ACC, right? Yes. We had crushed the competition for a while, and we thought you know worst case scenario we're going to be like nine and three, maybe eight and four. That'll be a disappointing season, which was kind of true early on, which is why Bobby Petrino had some support. If Patrino had come in and gone five and seven in back-to-back years, he probably would have been gone. If Satterfield goes there, where they rightly or wrongly they think they're going to go to the Big 12 and be nine and three good, ten and two good, maybe they they think they're going to be the third or fourth, fifth best team in the conference. And if he goes five and seven or six and six in all of his first three seasons, he's probably going to get fired.
2: Oh, I mean, he's going to blow him out. I mean, it's just, it's not, he's going he's gonna to go five and seven. The other thing he said as part of his defense of why Satterfield will be successful with Cincinnati, which is clearly a national perspective view because you, just, you, you know that generic kind of national opinion you get about things. And Satterfield kind of is why I think they love him is because everybody sees him from afar and not up close like we got to see him for the last four years, is that he's going from a basketball-crazy, basketball-first school to a Cincinnati that focuses more on football.
0: Slightly more. Uh, like,
2: no. Cincinnati, you go find a Cincinnati fan. They'll tell you they're basketball or football. It'll they got savior tomorrow. That's where their
0: focus is. They don't care about Satterfield. <laughs> oh, it's a zip it up game, baby. Zip them up. Zip them up. Um, Texas, t- what are your thoughts on apparently Sat telling our commits that the NIL money wasn't real? Is that what's happening? Because I saw the Zach Soskin tweet from yesterday where he was saying, you know, not only do you leave the players without notice, but now you're just t- telling them straight up lies. Is that what Satterfield is telling the current commits that's a
2: giant DB move if it's true
0: yeah because also like we don't mean would Satterfield even know if it was or it wasn't like I don't think he was that like again none of the commits are following Scott Satterfield to to Cincinnati just because
2: his house wasn't real doesn't mean the know wasn't
0: was anything about Scott Satterfield real (laughs) his family didn't live here does he even need glasses no house was being built (laughs) South Carolina was that even a real thing did he even play at App State? This is it
2: George Leary all again. <laughs> can we, can we? Do we need to fact check his resume? I'm going to go check the tape
0: of that FIU game. I'm not sure he was coaching T.Y. Hill. Yeah. <laughs> can we see him on there? I called down there. They said they got no recollection of the guy. There's no Satterfield that ever enrolled there. Never on the staff. Never on the roster. <laughs> I don't know if this guy even existed. <laughs> Texas said, uh, Satterfield here just made me feel hopeless. I think a lot of people, that that's how they felt. I, I think that there was... You knew he was going to not have a type of Petrino season in 2018, which was still the even when we were two and three this year and it looked like all is lost. You knew the team was going to keep fight. you thought the team was going to keep fighting and certainly they did. But my big thing, and I, I, I mean, I've now said this consistently for like 17 months, is do you think he's the guy if you get a extreme uptick in talent who can get you back to having special seasons? Because that should be the goal: getting those special years where you mm-hmm. win 10 games where you're competing for conference championships, where you're now in the conversation to make the expanded bowl uh, playoff. And he never really gave us any tangible evidence that he was that guy. No. And I think that's why you've seen like a, a good team this year fail to draw more than like 42,000 for top 10 opponents, for top 25 opponents. And I, that wasn't going to change anytime soon.
2: No, he was a treadmill coach. You You were just running in place, and your only other option was either stay running in place or fall on your butt and get thrown backwards. I mean, there, there was no ever really moving forward beyond that. Uh, in Texas, some, and that's the case. Some point, I mean, sometimes it's okay. But sometimes if you want to, you know, you want to bleep or get off the pot, man.
0: Uh, Texas says, the state of Louisville is tweeting out now that Merrow, Vince Merrill, reached out to Louisville. Regardless of if he goes or not, you can't spin the situation. It's either true interest in leaving or another money grab. Okay. It's another money grab. He missed
2: on a money grab. Vince Merrill is reaching out to Louisville. What does that say about Kentucky?
0: I mean, Vince is... I I am telling you. This guy has talked
2: smack about the Louisville for the last four years. And now we get Brom and he's like jumping
0: ship going, I want to be on that team because they're going to be the winner. I am telling you from people who would know, Vince Marrow is telling fellow coaches that he's doing this to try to get a raise. Well, I don't blame him either. It's the most obvious thing in the world. He's not joining the staff here. He wasn't a candidate for the Cincinnati job. You
2: still don't think he was a candidate for the Youngstown State job either. Too, I don't think
0: is? he's been a candidate for anything. Well it was it wasn't Young, wasn't, was it Youngstown State he was offered. For? Youngstown State is way more believable than Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, I agree.
2: Yeah. I mean I mean we
0: thought it was insane that they were hiring Scott Satterfield based on their hiring history. Imagine if they'd hired Vince Merrow.
2: <laughs> Actually, that would have been that probably would have been more respectable for him. I mean, because he's Slightly. Well, because at least then you're taking a chance on some a mystery guy opposed to something you already know. I mean,
0: it's no. Like Stop getting, putting money in this man's pockets.
2: <laughs> he's, he's great on Twitter. and He, he sacrifices his daughter's wedding to, to talk
0: smack. That, he did give us one of the great moments of 2022. Yeah,
2: when he, when he had his daughter's wedding,
0: like he's coming down the aisle and he's like, UML sucks. Well, the best – no, it's Tennessee. Tennessee Tennessee. The team that ended up beating him by 50 this year. And also the fact that he like ended every tweet with like, no, I got to get back to the biggest day of my life. And then like <laughs> five minutes later, he's like, one last thing about you. And, like, every other word was misspelled. It was just great. It was just wonderful. I, I should be it. focused on my daughter's wedding here. Now let me get back to dancing with my daughter. It's, uh, like, 20 minutes later.
2: I'd love the open bar at that wedding, probably.
0: All the haters are going to find out one. I'm like, oh, my God, Vince, Just put the phone down. Uh, Texas, I only remember that it's FBS because they play bowl games and FCS because they play for a championship. Yeah, football bowl subdivision is the is the FBS. It's D1, D2. Just, I mean, I'm, I'm just, just Just humor me, okay? Give me this one old-school thing to hold on to. Texas says yesterday might have been the best day of 2022. Jeff Brom got hired. Dan Dawkins got fired. <laughs> it did feel it. Was, it was a beautiful day. It was. It's like,
2: it's like the death and a birth or
0: something. I mean, sunrise sunset. <laughs> yeah, I mean. it was wonderful. It was. Yeah, you couldn't have asked for two better things. Texture says uh, Satterfield's actually from the Bronx, not from Boone. He's from the Bronx. <laughs> He's born in Columbia. Do we even know his name? What?
2: His real name is Satterfield how we just changed, He changed it at one point just to just to get a better, just to try to get a job. He's been a Russian spy all these years. <laughs> so his last name is Malzahn. Texas, the
0: ACC was slash has been so bad when Sat was here, it definitely compares to the AAC in recent years. Well, we own the AAC, uh, so they expect Sat to win ten plus games in a mediocre conference when he never did that at UFL. Plus, they paid us $2.5 million to do it. I still can't wrap my brain around it. I mean, things.
2: I loved it. Listen, the a- a- ACC's been bad, but the depth of the is still better than what we was in the AAC. Sure. I mean, the AAC, you had Cincinnati, you had Central Florida. Like, you had nice top-heavy with us. Tulane this year. Yeah, like, you're always going to, those conferences are always going to be, like, top-heavy where you have like, one or two that are really good. Sure. But the, the gap between those two and everyone else, that's the difference between a Power Five and that conference. I mean, I shouldn't have to explain I mean,
0: that. Look at our one season there. I think we, that 2013 team, maybe the most talented team in the history of football. Like, we we could have hung 70 on Miami if we really wanted to, and we didn't win the conference. UCF was good enough to beat you know, they beat Baylor. They beat them by like thirty in their feet in the Bowl. They want to
2: shoot out. I don't know if it's thirty, but yeah, yeah.
0: They, I mean, they could put up numbers on anybody. Like we clearly, those two teams could have been put in any conference and been competitive. But the rest of that league, yeah, who was absolutely who, not? Yeah, who was third in that league? Cincinnati, I think. Yeah, and I'm was, sure they that were you okay. Yeah,
2: but yeah, your third team is probably like your last team in most Power Five conferences. Yeah, I mean that's
0: the difference. And honestly, yeah. the ACC has gotten better about that since we joined. When we first joined, like Wake and Boston College were down bad. Like they, they were. Atrocious, And they've had down years since then. They've clearly gotten better. Syracuse is, has been mostly down, but they've had a couple of seasons where they've been competitive. And NC State has gotten – NC State's always going to be NC State. They're always going to be right there, yeah, 7, they're, 5, 8, yeah. and, four. and you And know, the Coastal is, is kind of – the Coastal is just a bunch of NC States. It's just a bunch <laughs> of teams that like – they're probably all going to be like 6-6, six and 7-5 six, quality. And but but And are. all
2: those teams would probably be the top team in an AAC. For the most part, or, yeah. or, or, or close to it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Outside of every now and then when Duke is like – we don't know how to run plays. Which <laughs> I mean, I feel like happens once out every that. I mean, Duke years.
2: last year, but Duke this year. I mean, they got
0: better. They 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 got better.
2: Who was the? I gotta look this up. Who was the second best team? I wonder in the American that year. The third uh, best team. was our team. best team, excuse me. I think uh, it was Cincinnati. You're right. It was, and they were nine and four. Yeah, they were they good. Six and two overall. Because
0: we beat them in that rain game that was crazy. Where uh, I think it, we we beat them in overtime.
2: And then you had Houston at eight and five, who would uh, who'd actually dominate Vanderbilt in the bowl game that year.
0: I tell you what, the rain game was 2012. The 2013 game was the Teddy crazy game at Nippert, where we beat them by a touchdown. He made the crazy throw, yeah, run. Yeah. Crazy run. Uh, that was a, f- a fantastic game. God, temple templed the net league that year. Texas has a Malik... Oh, come on, guys. Is Malik opting out just because he doesn't want to lose another big game? No. Listen, I,
2: listen, I have been... It's not a big game unless you win it. Yeah, really. I have been as mean on Malik as anybody, and I don't mean to, because I, I actually kind of like Malik. I just... I'm not going to just you know, soften a blow. I'm just going to be honest with you, and he just... I don't think he was just good enough to play quarterback at this level. I mean, he probably would have been better off, not to again be mean, but going to like a lower level conference and playing quarterback. I mean, Malik, Malik Willis level, you know, going to like Liberty or going to, you know, going out West somewhere, going to just a smaller conference. He could have probably played there in an an American like conference and probably put up just as good in numbers,
0: if not better. And probably maybe even had a, Better chance of getting drafted. The problem is Satterfield never brought in anybody better, and Malik was. You've seen a lot of players and players' parents tweet out recently that like Malik kept a lot of people employed because if you don't have Malik on this team, the last oh few years, yeah, good like, lord, we would have been four and eight, three and nine, <sighs> bad. And you've seen this year, people are like Brock, 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 and then when Brock plays, you're like, okay, Malik, Malik, Malik. Uh, we we just Satterfield. Every time he signed a quarterback, he either wasn't good or didn't wind up staying here and bounce for a different school and we never hit a big only a one quarterback
2: portal. i don't know why you're like asking like there was a bunch it was just one the mccaffrey kid
0: yeah it's yeah i mean that, that was it like we, we were in the mix for some other guys they just they never came because they didn't want to compete for a starting job and now i i mean
2: you know you just said what that i don't you the texture just clicked in my head that made me think this that is something we should all be thankful to malik for for keeping us afloat, sat afloat long enough for the stars to align and us to bring Brahma. He brought Braum home. That, in its own way, is the biggest win in a game that Malik ever had in his career.
0: Texas, the, most, uh, the person most happy about the Louisville football coaching search is Kenny Payne. For one week, everyone forgot that he's 0-7. Well, see, you forgot that he's actually 0-8. I mean,
2: you've had an entire week to practice tomorrow. I swear, this team looks as bad as it did against Miami or against Maryland. I mean, I'm just...
0: I would. They can't look that back because Florida State is so terrible. Uh, yeah. But I wouldn't put anything past them at this point. Yeah. Because every time you're like, at least you know, give me some sign of progress, play a little bit harder. They just every game for the past since Maui has been a new low, and that's my that's my biggest complaint right now is it's not getting any better at all. And we just we're not asking for the move. We just want them oh. to go out there and like play hard.
2: I mean, they. they I think what's the what's what's the uh, the wives' tale, or oh, maybe it's an actual fact that, like, every cigarette takes, like, eight minutes off your life or something. I remember that, yeah. It, it's, like, it's like watching every, like, Louisville game this year takes, like, two hours off my life. I mean, it's just—at this point, I, I may not make it to 50, and it ain't going to do with cigarettes and Arby's. This team's
0: killing me slowly. At least they're, like—but <laughs> at least they're not like, giving me, like, heart attacks by playing all these close games and losing them. At, like, if they were at the beginning oh, yeah. of the season. At least, like, five minutes in, I'm like, well, I can just get mad about this and, like, not be, like, nervous about them losing.
2: I mean, if I can sit through three straight, three straight Maui games in a row— I, I mean, I know I can sit through the rest of the season. I can't believe you did that. I, you give me both, actually. And, <laughs> and I, like you said, I mean, as a fan, I'm going to watch. Whether I ha- I'm being paid little or not to talk about it for a living, I'm watching regardless. Maybe not live,
0: but I'm watching every game. I
2: just, it's just so frustrating, man. It just, it's so frustrating.
0: Texas was the dude with the Tom Selleck mustache who opened the press conference yesterday, the new Kenny Klein. He seems fine, but he's no silver fox. I think it was I, we didn't see. I heard it because we were doing. I think it was Zach Greenwell who does. Who exactly that was? He's a basketball wouldn't. SID now. I Zach is awesome. He's doing a great job. He seems. Everybody seems to love him. I'm still not used to the the non Kenny Klein game notes. Like he doesn't have the starting lineups the way that it used to. Like I texted Kenny and I'm like, I don't like this. It was like before the first game, and he's he's like, I can't respond. He's you like, know, it's not my problem anymore. I'm like, what well, needs to be your problem? I don't have the old like series history page like they used to. Oh, you got to have
2: that on there. I don't. You, you, Garth, like you just don't like change. I don't. I'm with you though. I use
0: that for like all my basketball previews. Like yeah. I had the same, and now I've got to like go find the starting lineups and the stats elsewhere. It's just now you know how I feel about D one and D two. Kenny's just ruining the whole damn pro. <laughs> <he> <laughs> Kenny and, and Sean, and they are <laughs> just trying to tank all these sports.
2: Hey, now be nice to Sean.
0: Well, the only sports that Sean's still involved with are the only ones killing it. He still does That's some volleyball PA yeah. and baseball play by play stuff and there's a chance that he may be involved in basketball in some minor capacity for the Florida A&M game. If that happens, then that's the only game that we win. Oh, Lord. we got to bring him back at all costs.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't—yeah. If I have to get blood and plasma and sperm to pay for that
0: salary, I will. Texas says, this is great, text." There's actually no good way to listen to the Big X. If you're inside the Gene Snyder, you you can use AM FM radio. If you like random, long, unexplainable commercials interrupting breaking news, then the TuneIn app is for you. The Big X website works well as long as you don't mind refreshing it when it gets glitchy like every 10 minutes. Besides that, we're great.
2: All right. Well, awesome. I'm, I, I'm with you on the TuneIn app. That thing drives me nuts. It does happen nuts. a lot, yeah. Yeah. I guess you can't get, control
0: that. We have nothing there's nothing we can do. Well,
2: about it. I think it's part of the like the free version, right? It's like is I think if you pay you can get like a no ads tune in or something. But who does that?
0: I know. Uh, so I thought that again we didn't see the presser. I just heard it when it was happening live. I thought it sounded like Rocco and apparently it was Rocco. I just thought based on the description there's no way that it could have been Rocco.
2: Thank you. I I wanted to say something. I didn't I didn't I I wasn't going. Rocco to. Rocco got compared to. Tom I thought Selleck. it. I thought it was. I thought it was Rocco when I saw him, but he's. Rocco looks a like, lot. I mean, life's life's hit Rocco pretty hard, man.
0: You think? <laughs> I don't know. He looks. He looks he like compared to Tom Selleck here.
2: No, he must I, be doing well for some people. I wouldn't. I don't know what Tom Selleck they were thinking of. But I think they're just saying the mustache.
0: Texas Big X, loud and clear, up here in Silver Creek Land. There you go.
2: Yeah, Silver Creek. I'll be heading. Uh, while you're going out to some fancy party, fancy smancy party. I'll be heading out of here, heading up back up to Southern Indiana in that area, doing a little uh, high school Southern Indiana high school basketball tonight. Now you did say
0: next yesterday. I heard that they were up by seventeen on Manual and lost.
2: Yeah, they did. They uh, Manual had the ball with like seven seconds left and uh, ran a little, ran a little trick play and got the would get the ball to their best player Key. And He's uh, king, right? King is a king or key? I forget.
0: I think it's uh, Demon or Damon King. Damon, yeah, Damon. And He's a baller. He's very good. Yeah,
2: I hadn't. I haven't seen him personally, but the way they described it sounded well. And uh, he got the fouled. They went to the line and hit two, and they they won the game by point. Tonight uh, we've got uh, Jeff and Floyd Central.
0: Is that a rivalry? It is. I knew I knew New Albany and Jeff's rivalry. That that it is. Now that's yeah, that's obviously one. This one. There we go. Um, let's take a break. Well, we'll take some more text. I'm just trying to, again, avoid the basketball text. We'll, we'll take some basketball text after the, the break, <laughs> and then we'll try to end it with football talk to make everybody happy. Uh, before we do, though, reminding you about our guys over at First Bankers Trust, if you have financial needs, First Bankers Trust, the only place to go. That, look, you can go anywhere. You can trust other people with your money. But at First Bankers Trust, they're the only bank that starts with the, the, the word that personifies the entire company, trust. They work with each client individually to help meet you meet your financial goals. They offer tons of services, including investment management, trust and estate services, philanthropic services, and financial planning. For more information about what First Bankers Trust can do for you, visit their website at firstbankerstrust.com. Bringing Brom home, beating Florida State, in Southern Indiana rivalries, and making money. They all start with one word, trust, First Bankers Trust. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. It's Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 The Big X. You
1: got I think I to it, it the mama pajama rolled out of bit and she ran to the police station when the papa found out, he began to shout, he started the investigation, it's against the law, it was against the law, what the mama saw, it was okay. against the law, hmm. the mama looked down and spit on the ground. I've been Every informed the
0: drove, that um, there were some, some proud parents out there that were oh, happy that you gave that a shout out to don't don't Jeff Basketball tonight. But they're actually they're playing Seymour tonight. Apparently, you know, <laughs> not New Albany. So, slight correction there. But no, no. Y- you said New Albany. I said points I said no. Jeff is playing Seymour tonight. Okay. Well, what game am I doing? <laughs> I'm trusting the parents of the kids on the team, but uh, they say Jeff plays Seymour tonight.
2: What game am I doing?
1: <laughs>
0: Have we wrecked the, the Big X's coverage for tonight? <laughs> no, Dennison says we're good to go. I just don't know from where. There you go. Ah. Whoever, whoever Jeff's playing, you can hear them right here on 1450, <laughs> the Big X, tonight with Trevor Kelsey on the board. <laughs> Welcome back in. Final statement of the show here. Again, hopefully your, uh, your first full weekend in December is off to a good Oh, yeah. Start.
2: Floyd Central New all beneath who I got.
0: Okay. So not Jeff. Not Jeff. I don't know why I said
2: Jeff. Another Actually, rival. I do. I'm an idiot. Another rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> I did say Floyd Central, though, right? You did. Okay, so I did have half the team right. Right. Okay.
0: I feel like every team in Southern Indiana is, is a rival. It's, like, it's <laughs> like, ooh. It's the Hoosier when Hills. Silver Creek and Providence get together, you don't want— It's like the only six schools that I know. They're all rivals, which I guess makes sense. They're all in the area. Well, that's Hoosier Hills Conference, baby. That's what they do. A uh, Quick update on the recruiting front. I think everybody wants to know— you know, what's going to happen with the, the remaining players in this recruiting class? Uh, we've had two decommits. Ruben Owens is now going to Texas A&M. Jaden uh, Davis uh, decommitted, I believe, yesterday. And he sounds like he's maybe going to go to Cincinnati. I don't know if that's official. But we know Jeff Brom going to California tomorrow. is going to go see the St. John Bosco State Championship game and visit with uh, Pierce Clarkson and company over there. We'll see how that plays out. We also know Jamari Johnson, the tight end commit that was uh, is very highly touted. He's going to spend the next two weekends before National Signing Day. He's going to visit Pittsburgh this weekend and then Oregon next weekend. I love Will Stein, but Will Stein doesn't use his tight end. I'm just saying that. I've got no idea if he does or not. I'm just I'm putting it out there. I'm trying to sabotage Will Stein now. did Bosco Wolf. already
2: played the state title game out there?
0: No, they beat Matter Day for like the the CIF title. Basically, the, you know they have like regional titles, and then this is this is the state championship game tomorrow.
2: For all the marbles. So they they do like they do like classes, and then they have an all,
0: all an overall state champion. No, they have this is for like class. I mean, it's California. They have like seventeen different classes. Yeah, but like no. they do it. We do the same thing here in Kentucky. It just doesn't, doesn't get talked about as much. Like you have a sectional title, you have a regional ch- title, and then like like when manual or when mail oh, wins the okay. second game, I they you. technically were like the sectional champions. And then we have like we just focus on the state championship, whereas in California, because you've got. These regions where the schools are so much more nah, clustered. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Like for a lot of them, like the public schools, CIF title is a bigger deal than even like going on and winning the state title. Gotcha. Um, and Matter Day it was a bigger deal also because it was the number one versus number What's two team in the country. I yeah. I mean, I mean, and the only team that had beaten them. So, yeah, it felt like they won the state title then, but the actual state championship game is tomorrow. And Jeff Brom will be it? there. Who's it
2: against, did you say?
0: No idea. Okay. Don't care. Not matter day. It's
2: not Jeff though, right? Not Jeffersonville. Silver Creek. Silver Creek. <laughs> <It's> not Seymour. <laughs> it's Could be Seymour. But like, hey, you to, I'm not the only one who can only name one team in a matchup matchup. What is? By the way, you're just picking your socks. I like the socks. By the way, Oh, thank you. I've uh, never been a fancy sock guy.
0: I kind of got into socks a while back, and then like I don't wear fancy clothes ever, so I don't. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't get to use the socks anymore.
2: But even like when, when I do, dr- would dress up like, and it is few and far between. I do have a suit, like I still not like. I'm not even a black socks guy. I'm just I'm don't. I don't care. I mean, like, like no, gonna... you just wear like gym socks? I don't like. You know, yeah, I'm, I guess. Really? I, I guess I I, I got that like Shawshank Redemption grow up thing. Like, who looks at a man's feet?
0: I mean, so, I mean, you just looked at my socks. <laughs> well, that's because you just lifted your leg up, and I couldn't help but see. it. Well, I mean, people are gonna see your socks at some point. Probably. I mean, are you gonna you walk around and be, like
2: lifting your pants leg up and be like, hey?
0: I mean, you walk around, you you notice the guy's socks sometimes. <laughs> Catch a lot by a man's sock. Have a little flair. Why not? Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton Sachs line. It matches your sweater. It does. That's that's kind of the point. Bringing it all together. Yeah, something else I don't care about. Bringing it all together. I just think it's cool for you. Text says, hey, guys, I just woke up from a six-day coma. What's the tea with Louisville Sports? <laughs> no. I was You're not, not going to believe this. <laughs> I did like, I thought Brett Dawson did a good job. He, he talked with uh, Josh Hurd about the whole process of, you know, Going from finding out on Sunday that Satterfield was pursuing the Cincinnati job, finding out late Sunday night that Satterfield was getting the Cincinnati job, and then basically signing Jeff Brom late Tuesday night coming to an agreement there. I thought that's – it's a good read. It's worth your time over there at the Courier-Journal. If you're mad at Brett Brett was like, thank you again for doing the, the Cal Louisville hypothetical thing. He's like, you'd be surprised at how much like hate mail I got for it. Not sure it was oh, worth I believe, it. I, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah,
2: I'm not shocked at that a bit, one bit. You can't he, make don't he, make is, fun
0: of us. I'm like, well, well, it's historically bad. What else are you going to do? How how is did Brett
2: not realize that was happening? I mean, I know he left this area for a while for like cities like Oklahoma City and L.A. where they don't maybe <laughs> care as much, but he had to remember where he came from, right? Yeah, I he, mean,
0: like, here's the thing, like. How many? And it's the problem with the show too that we're going to have to do unless this basketball team starts giving us something different to talk about. But how many different ways can you just be like, it's terrible. We've never seen it this bad. Here's three hours on it. Like Brett can't write the same you know column or the same game story every single week. You've got to spice it up a little bit to, to do something different. I mean, if you don't do that, then you're getting into like the the crazy advanced metrics about JJ Trainer's game and like like should he be played more? Should he use like you know in in who really wants to read that like i don't blame brett for trying to do something outside the box but i know some people you know they they don't they take any sort of perceived shot at the program personally but if you don't want these shots to be taken don't have the worst start of any power conference team ever don't go 0 and 8 and lose a, and lose your last 5
2: games by 30 points
0: i mean yeah it's, people are going to talk about it like i it, it's so weird to me and I, I know i've said this many times but typically when you've got a coach under fire or a, a team under fire, it's the it's the local media, the local fan base that are far more like like just harsh than the national people. I mean, how many times do you look at a like a, a fan base and you're like, man, they're mad. Like the Ohio State fans wanting to fire Ryan Day after losing <laughs> to Michigan. You're like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like they, because he lost one game, you're going to fire. And of course, now those same fans are like, we're going to beat Georgia. Like we look at them and we're like, that's so stupid. And typically, that's how it goes. But this in this particular case, and certainly there are your fair share of, of upset Louisville fans, but I feel like the national people are the ones who are like, are you guys not like, – like, this is not acceptable. Like, you're Louisville, for God's sake. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't be just giving the ball to the other team and not running back on defense. Like, what is happening? Like, 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 every time I talk to somebody who just watches the sport, they're like, I can't stop watching this team. I've never seen anything this bad. And I'm like, yeah, when they're saying it, and, like, some people locally are refusing to say it. What are you going to do like this? It's you got to call a spade a spade at some time. It doesn't mean that you are guaranteeing Kenny Payne's never going to have success here. It's just saying that right now, one month into his first season on the job, it's the worst thing we've ever seen from a Louisville basketball team. Like we're just saying what our eyes are telling us. Yeah. I mean, is why I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's a no win situation. Text says prediction. The Bosco for. Come to Louisville and Brom kills it in year one and Owens transfers to Louisville after having to deal with Jimbo. That would be nice.
2: Nah, do, do we want Owens at that point? Yes. When we, who knows? We can get something better
0: maybe at that point. Maybe. Play by ear. Hiss back. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know. We'll get back to you, Ruben. Texas says, Trevor moving the high school basketball conversation to socks is just perfect. <laughs> I love this show.
2: I guess I saw on Twitter, it was the, uh, one of our the listeners is a teacher, it's a Jeff, that t- I got their team name wrong. Uh, I've got nothing but love for the teachers of Jeff. Um, one of my, the teacher who basically got me into this profession, Mr. Dench is a the teacher there now. Nice. He was my uh, communications teacher at Wagner. He used to let me cut class and uh, hide out in his room and watch Sports Center. and I'd go get him uh, free rental movies at the movie store.
0: Uh, text. I'm just seeing this. This is a long text from earlier in the week. Hey, Mike. I had an interesting dream the other night. I thought I'd share. Love how this starts. <laughs> this, is, this is right up. Yeah,
2: this sounds good.
0: Two buddies and I, who all listen to your show, were driving around Louisville and we're seemingly passing what we believe to be your house. Don't worry, we have no idea where you live, nor will we actually do this. <laughs> I'm glad he started with that. When we passed, we thought it would be a great idea to knock on your door, introduce ourselves, tell us how much, uh, tell you how much we enjoy the show, and talk some Cardinal sports. Well, my buddy went to the door and your 12 children opened the door and welcomed us in. The ages were all infants to teenagers. They were chaotic, but they were nice. No parents were home, but we hung around for a minute and talked to the kids to be nice, then left before you all got home because we thought it might be weird to find three random men hanging out in your home with your children. Anyways, you have a beautiful, massive theoretical home as well as a bunch of wonderful theoretical theoretical children in my dream. I have no idea how to read into this dream, but let's all just hope it means something positive for the cards.
2: Cue the LT water boy moment ladies and gentlemen this is my at least my next lesson don't smoke crack before you go to bed
0: definitely don't have 12 kids nor do I plan on having 12 kids at any point I uh, would love to have a bigger house <laughs> yeah
2: I like I like how you coming home to your 12 kids unsupervised but the three random pieces people there is the is the awkward part we're not great parents
0: here in this scenario. <laughs> really
2: uh I don't know if it, there's truth to this maybe this is like another old wives tale that I'm bringing up
0: okay is
2: it, I, I've been told before like if you eat chocolate before you go to bed it can give you weird nightmares
0: I've heard that too I don't no idea if it's true I don't know okay. I've
2: eaten I, I've, I've had it happen but then I've had it not happen so t- I've gotten to the point in my age where I just avoid eating chocolate before I go to bed
0: there were so two years ago <laughs> two years ago I really got into I still love them those you only get them around Easter time the the hard shell Cadbury eggs. But like oh, yeah. They're not Cadbury cream eggs. They're like hard okay. shell. It's just chocolate. There's no cream in the middle. They have like hard shells on the outside, but they're incredibly good. Well, oh,
2: the creamy ones are gooey. Ugh. The
0: creamy ones are fine, but like these, are, these are, are simpler. But there was one time I woke up in the middle of the night. I had the package next to my bed, <laughs> and I literally woke up like 15 minutes later with them like in my mouth, and then a, a smear of chocolate on the bed, and I'm like, this is a wake-up call. You can't, <laughs> you can't be eating Handfuls of Cadbury eggs. I'm a fat guy I never did in that. In the middle, <laughs> in the middle of the night, at like three, and it was like it happened like multiple times that week. I'm like, okay, you've got to stop. You got to stop,
2: dude. I once went to Kroger's and bought rock cookie dough and ate it whole, and I still look down on you for that comment. It was
0: bad. It, That's it was, just Mary saw this like the the smudge, and she's like, "Is that chocolate?" I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, you were in a relationship still? This was two years ago. Oh. <laughs> I was married with with one kid, another one on the way.
2: How am I single?
0: It's bad. Texas, these hard those hard shell Cadbury eggs are the best Easter candy. They they're incredible. Like, I'm counting down the days till like a, when Easter was over. We went out and bought like ten packages because we knew they were going to be gone soon. They're they're so good.
2: I've never been a big ca- fan of the, the gooey middle ones Cadburys though. I, I like them. Worse. I don't like them as much as these. Worst is peeps though. I hate peeps. Everybody hates peeps. Yeah, good. Anybody sends. Yeah, okay, thank you.
0: Besides you, Stephanie, uh, Texas, as as who? A, Stephanie, she's not listening. But oh, okay. she's she's a peep fanatic. And my mom, Texas, as a Seymour alum, I'm so disappointed. TK isn't doing our game tonight. Well, don't blame me. He'll
2: be doing it again sometimes. I'm soon. sure I'll do one of them eventually. I'm sorry. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll pass along your your concerns to Mr. Matthew Dennison.
0: Texas. I thought it was interesting when Josh Hurd answered Pat Forty's question regarding the candidate pool that he hinted that they were already pondering a coaching change after the Syracuse and BC losses. I don't. This is never going to come out. The true story here. Certain like people have told me people who I think would know, and I've heard both stories that the whole like he might get fired if he loses the Virginia thing was very much real. Like, I know that Eric Crawford reached out to people and they said, no, it's not, it's not a thing. Like, there are people that day who were like, just so you know, like, I'm, I'm talking to people that I trust and they're saying, yeah, like, this is very much a real. Like, I think Satterfield, we may have come close to firing him in the middle of the season, which again, you talk about Malik Cunningham being a hero. Brock Doman may have gotten us $2.5 million out of this deal. He may- Hell, it would have been more we would have had to have bought him out. So he, Brock Doman may have made us like $5 million by winning that game at Virginia. We love you, Brock. Now go win the bowl. He's earned your scholarship. Somebody go to that tent and buy that man's shirt. All <laughs> Texas says Thatterfield is basically Tommy Tuberville. That's not really a bad comparison. And
2: look at what he did. His tenure at Cincinnati was... The only good thing he ever did in Cincinnati was actually recruit Ritter before he left. He's the only. And he wasn't even the one who recruited him. It was actually Zach Taylor
0: that did that before he left and went to the uh, Rams. I mean, he's the only coach that's had like not a high level of success in the last two decades at Cincinnati. Like he's, I mean, he, he wasn't awful, that... but he was Satterfield average. He he was more of a Craig, though. kind of tossed in there. Just did not keep the, did not fit with the culture and did not keep the continuity going.
2: Mm-hmm. Remind me, of, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Tuberville also the one who just like left in the middle of recruiting? Yeah. Dinner. Yeah. Just, like just walked out on the kid.
0: Yeah. And now he's a uh, he's a public uh, official. He's an, elect- <laughs> He's an elected official. He's a United States senator.
2: It's Alabama, right? Uh, I think that's right. That barely counts. Well,
1: it's
0: <laughs> impressive. <laughs> it's something. Yeah. Text says, uh, okay, hear me out. KP, end of the year, KP steps down because, you know, he sucks and he finishes 2-29. Then Josh's buddy, Jay Wright, comes back and helps out his old friend. So have you heard I, – I haven't looked at all the te- – we have a bunch of unread texts. I'm assuming somebody's brought this up. There's a, a big rumor out there. About like legitimacy around Jay Wright coming here, and I wondered how long it was going to take for. I hadn't
2: even t- thought about that. Till you just mentioned it.
0: I, won- I when when we lost the exhibition game, <laughs> you thought about it. Then? I wondered how long it was going to take for. <laughs> hey, you know, Josh Hart to work with Jay Wright, yeah. and they, they're they're broke yeah. for that to be a thing. I look. I'm I'm not saying it could never happen. I don't know. Maybe Jay Wright is is realizing how much he misses coaching right now, being with his first full season on the sidelines. I'd always heard even before he stepped down, that Jay Wright, if he coached anywhere besides Villanova, it was going to be in the pros. So I assumed, yeah. And when he retired, I think that was – everybody was like, if he comes back, he, he's not coming back for college. Like, he may take a few years off and then go to the Sixers or, or some job in the NBA. And who knows? Maybe they were wrong. Maybe he does love Josh Hurd so much that he's going to come here and be our savior, but – I mean – I'm not putting any amount of money on it.
2: I'm not, I'm not putting any money on it. We sound I, like the I, Sean Payton. Guys. I hadn't – yeah, really – I hadn't even like thought about that. It does kind of make me smile a little bit. Makes, Trevor, you gotta make him say no. I mean, I, I know it makes it gives me that grin like uh, your dude in Home Alone 2 when the credit card gets denied. <laughs> that, like, that, that like grin on his face—that's that, the grin I kind of get when I think about him coming here. Because also that what comes to my mind is what that would do to UK and like Rich uh, not Rich Brooks but uh, uh, UK fans in general. The
0: the guy that turned them
2: down not once but twice. He's gonna to come to Louisville.
0: If you're Josh, do don't you just do like the whole like the friend zoned guy thing, where you like put out the joke feeler that's like you know, you look great in a in a, uh, a suit on Derby Day, haha, J K, and like see how he responds. And if it's like a I don't know maybe eyeball emoji, then you like okay, so let's seriously talk about it. And if he makes a joke back, then it's like yeah, I know we're just joking. I know how's you know how's how's retired life, but you know s- send that text josh Must just be
2: nice my generation we had to get drunk to actually use that as an excuse well yeah <laughs> i'm just drunk i'm sorry i mean we, now we, i can we, just now all you i do, do is, that too now you, yeah, you can be sober and just type jk <laughs> jk <laughs> that's all you gotta do now yeah i know how to play the game right, back in our day i feel like yeah go uphill back we're both ways <laughs>
0: the text says um yeah uh, Texas says... <laughs> Texas says, yeah, that's it? Yeah, I, I can't read it. Oh, okay. Is Jeff's daughter good enough to play for UV volleyball? I have no idea. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know enough about volleyball. To,
2: to, I mean, that's clearly to you, because I still don't even know the positions properly in volleyball. Yeah, what, what, did
0: you, what was the one that you said in front of Jenna where you were like... The setter-upper or, or the... No, you didn't even say setter. It was like the... <laughs> It was something just horrible. Yeah, you, you were like the, the, the spiker. or like. Well, there is a spiker, yeah. It's a hitter, outside hitter. Whatever. But there was something else that you said that she was like, I've never heard that term. You're like the pusher, the, 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 the pusher. It was, it was Whatever it was, I was like, oh, Trevor, please stop right now. <laughs> talking no, volleyball. you talking about the, the, the assist girl. The, one that the not... setter is that bird, but you said something that was totally wrong. Oh, God. I don't and I can't what remember what it was. That's
2: what I called it. It was
0: really bad, but I was like, oh, Trevor, stop trying to talk volleyball <laughs> right now. Uh, volleyball's fun to watch. I, I got you. I got me into it last year. It's. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. It is a fun, fast paced game to watch. I'll give you that. We're planning on going to the match tomorrow. Uh, we're going to try to make it out to the, the U M Center. I know Mary's apparently not. She's let me know she's not feeling great right now. So maybe oh, we no. won't. But if not, I'm excited to watch. And then hopefully we get a chance to watch them win a national title is next it, weekend in, it, in Omaha.
2: This, this this cold bug or whatever, it's not coming full circle back around to her again. Everybody's
0: it's just, sick. It, it, you can't throw a stone without hitting a sick person. Uh, in the yeah, right I
2: think everybody in my family, my uncle's got it over at mail my, my
0: mom had it. I had it. You had Everybody's it. Said, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got something. It just keeps going around. All right, we've got uh, Louisville, Florida State tomorrow. I've purposely tried to avoid, like, seriously previewing this game. Cards, I, I don't see a spread. They're probably going to be, like, a 7-8 point underdog. In this game, which oh, feels there's no way there's the, that's low. We've not covered the spread at all this season. If we're
2: under 10 point underdog, I'm putting 200 bucks on this I game. I mean,
0: Florida State is awful. I know we're terrible. Ken Palm still only has us losing by seven, so they're, they're trying to yeah. compensate. The spreads have gotten to the point now where they're like five more points than Ken Palm, so maybe it will be closer <laughs> to like, yeah, they're, they're like, how much higher do we have to go? Uh, but clearly, way more than they've been doing. So it may be Florida State like nine and a half, ten. Any shot that we win this game tomorrow, TK. No, I I I just if we were at home.
2: I would maybe be on more of a 50-50 fence. I've only watched Florida State really play once this year, and it was against Florida, and I didn't even think they looked that awful in that game. They were leading not I was good. I, I know they're not, and that was what that was before Cameron Fletcher went out as well. I mean, in that game, they when I turned it on and watched it, they were actually leading for a, a large part of the game, and they gave it up and lost. But on the road. In a game that I mean, say what you will, hate them. I know your your dad hates them. I know Scoots hates them. Uh, I don't. I understand if you do. Leonard Hamilton, I still think is a good
0: coach, though. I just I know. I mean, no. I've been for all the people who are like you. You hate your hater. I've been way more optimistic in my predictions than I should be. Like I I, I keep predicting us to like cover spreads and like make improvements. I'm done doing it until they can actually show me that they can be competitive against somebody with a pulse. Uh, not that Florida State has a pulse. They're atrocious uh, you know, they are good. i'll say fsu by 10 and just hope for the
2: best yeah if the spreads anyone under 10 bet it right now Bet take take fsu i'll say it doesn't matter though i'll say florida state by 14 just to be a little better
0: jeff brom's home matter. we got fenway bowl next week slash florida a week maybe they'll win maybe it'll be a celebratory monday here's hoping if not all eyes on volleyball let's beat oregon tomorrow let's get ready for a final four and even if that doesn't happen Jeff Brahms home, baby. It was a good week. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you guys right back here Monday at 3 o'clock.
1: Well, I'm on my way. I don't know where I'm going. I'm on my way. I'm taking my time, but I don't know where. Goodbye to Rose, the queen of Corona. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard.